Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday the 21st of October 2018. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. That's exactly how much news we have. <laughs> and Robert Kemp. <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to carry that on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Some amount of silence. Just to punctuate this week's news with... <gasps> Dead Air. Dead Air. Wasn't that the name of the um, like one of the Left 4 Dead campaigns? Uh, yeah, the because the it was the one with the airport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh no. It's a pun. So, uh, just the moment, the moment I said it, it, got just, it. <laughs> it could have just been a pun for like a mission about a radio station. That would have made equal amounts of sense. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I, was like, no, I mean, I mean, I got it. I just like it suddenly came flashing back to me when I said it for some reason. Just Left 4 Dead. It is. Now, like, that oh, yeah. was really good. <laughs> that, that was that a game. One. That was a good game, especially when we played it. Play it again. Can't get four people together. That's the problem. No, you need the four people. Last time, I I think last time I played Left 4 Dead, any of them, which would have been two, because (laughs) because he's going to go back to one. Yeah, and you can play Left 4 Dead one in two now. Yeah, but that's slightly different. But I think the last time I played it, I I just literally joined a random multiplayer game online, and it was just like. And they were doing a speed run, and I was like, okay, I'll try and do whatever you're doing. And it worked. Yeah. It was like, okay, I guess that was a moderately good experience. <laughs> what, you were super quick? Yeah. How do you speed run it when it's all gated and stuff? Or or is it? I suppose you just... I mean, in two, it's more gated than in one. Because in two, there's a lot of, like, slow opening doors and stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I hang around while this thing makes noise. Yeah. I know two is the obvious one to play, right? Because the mechanics are all upgraded and it's got more more zombies Stuff. and everything. But is it actually a better game than one? I think I had more fun with one. Yeah. Well, I think that might have just been because of circumstance. You know, playing it four players across two Xboxes next to each other. <laughs> I guess. Kind of, a, kind of a cool thing. Yeah. The, I and know. I suppose we did play like Left 4 Dead 1 on PC as well, but... Maybe the Xboxiness of it was its was an advantage. Well, the thing Maybe. that that made made happen was that it made us all worse. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In yeah. some ways, is good, I guess. Although we, I think the, the problem that we had when we were playing on the Xbox is like we were too good for normal and too bad for expert. Well, whereas that, if we'd been playing on PC, I think we probably could have done expert. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that that game's difficulty spikes were quite yeah extreme yeah. anyway. Yeah, sudden tank or whatever in an, in an mm. enclosed area. Well, not even that. Just the difference between the modes was quite. Oh, I see. Yeah, quite was, stark. Was, yeah. was pretty extreme. Yeah, I, I often seem to have that problem where what I want is a heroic kind of level that Halo mm. seems to get just right, um, but you know doesn't exist between normal and hard, and and super hard usually. Yeah, I guess it's the same as Hurt Me Plenty, isn't it, or whatever, isn't it? Or what were the what were the Doom ones? One of the many, many difficulty options that old games had. Mm, yeah. Even Cyril Cyberpunk had like five different difficulty levels yeah. <laughs> for no apparent reason. All of them with stupid names. Yep. And what were the ones in uh, Max Payne? Didn't they have like stupid noir ones? Oh man, I can't even I can't I can't remember. remember those anyway. at all. I just remember it having a dumb 
you know, way to quit the game where you had to say, oh, I was too tired to go on or something like that. You had to quit <laughs> that in order to exit. I was feeling weighed down. I could just give up. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, and then the cancel bum was like, no, I had to, I had to push on or something. <laughs> Couldn't stop now. People's lives depend on it. Something like that. <laughs> Some nonsense. I suppose uh, it's like, um, well, isn't almost every like dialogue box in Splatoon just labeled with nope or booyah? <laughs> or something or booyah. Like <laughs> Yeah, it's slightly less ridiculous than that, but they are <laughs> like, you know, natural language, not yeah. like yes and no. <laughs> no, it's always like, I'm pretty sure no. Because no one ever says yes or bit. no, right? Mm. <laughs> yes. No, it's not It's not squid enough. It's not fresh enough. No. Yeah, got to be fresh. Got to say yarp and narp. <laughs> what would that be? That sound, I suppose, like in squidlish or whatever the language is, inkling. Like, I guess that would sound a little bit more like their actual voices. Yep. Yep. How do they come up with those, like, fakey... Because, like... Or, or, like, Animal Crossing has it as well, where, you know, but a different style of non-talking Yeah, but it's not talking. really... What do you mean? The, oh, what you mean the actual the, the fake voices? Yeah, the fake voices. Uh, I mean, Splatoons are clearly like voice acted in the, whatever random language they have, and then passed through quite a lot of filters. Yeah, to make them all a bit warbly and weird. Well, the Animal Crossing is completely warbly, right? There's no. I thought, I thought, I thought that's I'm... more like Star Fox, where it's just yeah. like a sound effect, like yeah. a canned sound that they then modulate a little bit to, mm. to make all the the rare, like a less extreme version of the um, the rare speech. <laughs> thing where they take a single sample and just make it yeah that's not so good or was it banjos one like which is always so it's like and then there's like simlish which i think has actual words right yeah yeah yeah. that's that's the same thing it's it's almost similar to splatoon actually because it's all like pre-recorded but Mm. um in in a stupid way I don't know, what, what, were there real words in Simlish? Or were they... By whatever you define as real words. What, it would be like... If you heard a dirty word, toilet. Not English words, I mean... <laughs> okay. Words. But the only reason like that there would appear to be words in Simlish is because it was reusing the same sound effect. Don't forget, and then, yeah. Therefore, you started recognising a thing in that sound effect. Right, like, yeah. Like, like in Sim Golf, you can always recognise certain phrases with the same sound effect over and over so it's like oh yeah I know what that means even though it technically probably doesn't have any correlation to actual language I guess I never thought that Simkoff had speech did it? of course it does yeah all the little guy and it's even stupidly like pitch modulated as well so you get the the dudes it's the same sample between like dudes and women it's just like a much higher pitch for the women (laughs) man I forgot about Simkoff this is the Simkoff that was like a build your yes course one, right? Yeah. Okay. Sort of like a, go- a golf course management sim that you could yeah. play if you wanted. <laughs> sort of play. But wasn't there a sim golf before that that was just like a golf... I can't remember. <laughs> like, you know, know, like Lynx or any of those ones with the 
called with sim golf not 3d 3d so. engine yeah um, i feel like it, if there was one it might not have been called sim golf oh okay golf simulator <laughs> oh yeah that would be totally different yeah microsoft golf 2.0 <laughs> well there was right that was, was the thing yeah yeah that was the one you had wasn't it zach 2.0 <laughs> who knows <laughs> weird version numbers on old ass games before everyone just called them sequels Fantasy Flight Simulator kept doing that for years until they decided to call it like yearly names or X or X (laughs) and then they stop well I have googled it and I'm not entirely wrong wow there there was another sim golf yes there was a shitty sim golf this article (laughs) Wikipedia article (laughs) the the official title (laughs) about the one that I'm talking about which I think was like exactly like Microsoft Golf or Lynx or or S or anything like that (laughs) Microsoft Golf Madness this Wikipedia article has one sentence (laughs) oh no two sentences Wow. It says single. It's, it's one of the citation needed. I mean, that's surprising that that article even still exists on Wikipedia. Yeah. It has <laughs> sections like critical reception, and then inside is a box that says this section is empty. <laughs> yeah. It is says, that one of the sentences you're counting? No, that doesn't count. I'm counting okay. so the three sentences. article sentences. So it says SimGolf is a video game created by Maxis in 1996. The game allows players to design their own golf courses and play them. Okay, that's so that's it. the one Zach. That's the one Zach knows about. No, no, no. This is the other one. This is the crappy one. And then that's the, the, crappy, well, that's the same game. Yeah, it was by Maxis and was the proper one is called Sid Meier's Sim Golf. Oh yeah, I guess so. Oh yeah. wait, what? So maybe, yeah. so maybe the other one both. was a prototype or something, or like an early version that then they redid into a better one with Sid Meier. But what? Well, Sid Meier's one is a proper game, like way better. I don't think. Yeah, yeah the old shitty Sim Golf was like. Didn't have that isometric view or anything. Uh, no, I, I don't know. Maybe it did. Or, may, or the Sims-style UI, I guess. I don't think the Sims existed in 1996. So, Well, no. Well, what did they? I don't know. No, I don't think. Definitely not. Oh, no, so, right, yeah. So it's not before been, 1999, I guess. It's not before the year of video games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> I was partially right about that stupid game that is so badly remembered that its Wikipedia article has two sentences. Well, it's yeah. so badly remembered because it might as well be the same game, apparently, <laughs> from, the, from the description. Yeah. yeah. Well, unless the other one is a mistake, but... Anyway, yeah. Sid Meier's Sim Golf was quite good. <laughs> Sim Golf. What else would you like to sim? Well, oh, wait, no, here it is. Yeah, I've seen. This, uh, I found a single screenshot oh, of nice. of actual. Oh right, that yeah, like, that one <laughs> with the old sim style logos. Yeah, the and... old style, yeah. Huh. All right then, stand corrected. <laughs> oh, it's on Giant Bomb. Okay, you can go look it up on Giant Bomb. Yeah, Giant Bomb, <laughs> along with Sim Tower and all the How other long classic there, like. <laughs> randomly it's basically a golf game where they just badged it with the sim name just like that <laughs> <list> simula- <laughs> but so the giant bomb article is also two sentences oh nice and it, uh, it's, it's a pc game where the player can design and play their own golf courses so we've got that bit down okay the second sentence is slightly different new information <laughs> oh what does it say in the uk there is a version of the game that came with a golf ball nice <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I think I always remember that box really? like, with a golf ball in the box because it was like it was one of those unnecessarily large PC game boxes of the yeah. time. 
Oh man, yeah, PC big box. <laughs> I love PC big box. That, that, that those boxes probably tall enough to have a whole golf ball like in the box. Yeah, quite easily. <laughs> yeah, with space to spare. Oh yeah, I just you mean like ten golf balls yeah. in there and the game and be fine. Yeah, that's true. Be a heavy old package though. <laughs> Try it. Like, what were your what were your favourite old uh, big boxes? Hostile waters. Oh, it really? was fucking gigantic. <laughs> it was even bigger than the regular big boxes. I've still got mine. I've kept them. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I've got, I, I've got I mine. I've got most of Kipper's too because he dumped them on me, not knowing what to do with them. So I've <laughs> got those huge. as well. Got yeah. my Grim Fandango one. Got my Command and Conquer one from 1995. Oh yeah, I've got I've got my Red Alert one. Yeah, I, I think that. I've got the Red Alert one. Yeah. I don't think I actually have any of my ones any longer, apart from ones that don't really count. Like the, I think I still have the sort of outer shell of the Command and Conquer 10 year anniversary box, right? Which is really just like that's just the box, but because it's huge, it's sort of also <laughs> you need that extra packaging to contain the like. Free DVDs or whatever the fuck that was, and mm. not even DVDs. I don't think was it. Uh, it might have been. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was Generals released, or did they release multiple games on discs, or did they just like still ship Command and Conquer on its two original discs? Or... Yeah, I don't remember how it was split up. Mm. Generals was in a DVD case by that point, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, maybe in the case, but maybe it wasn't on a DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. possibly. On I think they switched. DVD? The first DVD case I had, I think, was like Max Payne. Under a tournament, I think. Mm. Yeah, for me, 2003. UT. UT. Could you not get UT in a big box? Actually, no, Sonic R came in a DVD case. Mm. Wasn't that oh, later, not, though? Not the, the original. Yeah, the re-release did. You're right, yeah. Because <laughs> I've got the original as well. I've somehow ended up with two copies of Sonic R, and I don't know how. <laughs> I've got my Grand Theft Auto uh, box, original. I've got my GTA 2. I don't didn't have GTA 1, I suppose. <laughs> With that 18 yeah. certificates uh, BBFC thing right on the box. I don't know how yep. I managed to get hold of that game. <laughs> well, you did. That was, that was yeah. the answer. Yeah. Quake, Quake 1 and Quake 2 I've still got. Um, Jazz Jackrabbit 2. <laughs> um, I've actually got some of my Amiga ones still. I think I've still got the Sensible Golf. Going back to Golf, I've got the oh, Sensible wow. Golf box. Now that's a game. Do you want to play Golf? Mm-hmm. No, it's not a game, it's a song. That's, that's it's a song, a okay. Yeah. I don't know, Sensible Golf the game was uh, pretty good as well. Yeah, it was alright. I mean, it was in their, in their style. Of- yeah, for like a sensible, yeah. top-down sensible perspective. Soccer, but, you know. Yeah, it played well enough. <laughs> I think the only other box that I specifically remember was Ignition, because it was very yellow. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Wasn't that just yellow with the lightning bolt on it, and that was it? it like, I think it was a lightning bolt and then, like, a weird pattern. Like, yeah. silhouettes of cars or something. Maybe, oh, know. okay. Yeah. <laughs> that might that might make sense. But, yeah, it was extremely yellow. I'm sure, I'm sure I had something big. Jazz, the jazz box was pretty big. I don't know why. Jazz Jack Rabbit. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think if I had anything bigger. I mean, the Sega Rally box, I remember being pretty awkward, because I had, like, a cutout for where the disc case was. Mm. So the disc case would be like showing outwards. Mounted. Yeah, a mount yeah, a mounted jewel case <laughs> is what that was. Sonic Train Knuckles, still got the box of that. The or the PC collection, whatever that was called. Mm. I don't think the box was particularly large, but I, no, I still have the manual or 
both parts of the manual for Alpha Centauri because that was like fucking thick. It was because not only did you have the manual, which was already a manual for like a sim game, so that was pretty, pretty ridiculous to start with. Lots of information in there, but it also had like a, a entirely separate and possibly I think even thicker than the actual manual of the game, like just law. It was just like the made up wow. like. Extra, extraterrestrial planet scientific information about how their biosystem works and stuff. Just a huge book that just tells you about the fake planet. It was like, that's very ridiculous. That's that quite paper. ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> yes, I only have manuals now. That's, I don't have the boxes any longer. Box of Wing Commander Prophecy, I think, still. Even Hostile Waters had like three separate parts to its manual. You had the manual manual, you had the story manual, and then had the keyboard layout. <laughs> you gotta have a keyboard layout. Yeah, I think even Wing Commander had, had a keyboard layout cheat sheet. <laughs> I think I've probably got my X-Wing versus TIE Fighter box with keyboard layout manual. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool one though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also kind of important for that game. Yeah, it's very important. <laughs> I think I've got Kip- Kippers has like the Half Life collection box. Oh, I've got the Half Life like, and the Opposing Force original boxes. I think. Yeah, Orange I think and then green. I've, yeah, I've, so I think you've got those. So yeah, so, and, and Kippers had the um, the collection box, which unfortunately is is not. It's a nice. It, it would have been a nice black sort of thing, except it's covered in like um, <laughs> dust. No, well, no, <laughs> well that, and and also like review quotes. Yeah. Like, so the whole front of the box is basically like, this is the best game ever! And it's like, mm, okay, yeah, you ruined your box art. Yeah. Um, but I think he's also got the Blue Shift box. Yeah. I mean, Blue Shift's a weird one. I don't think uh, I've played three. I don't think it's Blue as Shift. weird as Opposing Forces, though. I've, I've never finished Half Life. Uh, Half Life is long. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> or is it? Yeah, or well, I it? mean, we'll, we'll find we'll out. We'll find in out, our, I suppose. Yeah. In our Happy Sad video series. Which I got around to actually posting yesterday. <laughs> that a, a nice surprise for me then. <laughs> yes, that was that was what we were implying last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, great game. Although I have I don't to, know if it's aged massively well. Well, it's twenty freaking years old. I mean, yeah. if you compare it to anything for the time, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I think it's aged relatively well. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's the same about. Things like the sound quality and stuff, like in some ways, it's like I, I it's almost playable. think it's like if the yeah, I almost think if the sound quality was like like that one step higher, then perhaps it would be a little more bearable. <laughs> but there's, um, I mean, I you know, there was a Quake Quake Two must have been around that year as well, slightly something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, and you know, the, that's less of a game for sure in terms of content, but it's yeah. like that that sound quality in that game is just leaps and bounds better. So there's a bit of me that's like. Oh, this is going to hold up just a little bit. Um, well, I say leaps and bounds. I'm now remembering certain sound effects that are crappy yeah. as hell. Quake but, uh, yeah, yeah, bit bit grimy on the sounds, but not too bad. Like the gun noises are all quite nice. Whereas, like, mm. I don't know, like there's some in Half Life that just sound like oh, like blown out. Well, just, I think like, there was something funny going on there. I did watch your video. I think you may have been trying to get a kind of, you know. 1998 version of half-life but i think you ended up with like the improved models and weapons from opposing force or something 
because oh, yeah. I didn't think it was the like. So we had this discussion yeah. on on that video, and I was like, I'm not convinced that the version we're playing is the original. Original, it's not the original. Original, because well, as you were right. Uh, by the way, um, Rob, you were right about you're right about the menus. There was a different menu originally, yeah, and that is the like Steam 1.0 menu thing. When it was green, yeah, that got. Uh, but yeah, the models, like even the scientists, like the they didn't originally have polygonal ties. <laughs> that I think it oh, came really? like so. Gearbox developed this stuff, and I think it got patched into Half Life at some point. So, so when you get to the huh. point of having the submachine gun, it's not. It's like an M16 um, because it's like an improved. It's a better model, obviously, but it's not. And I think maybe the weapon sounds are different as well. So I don't think you're actually playing the. The original oh, that's disappointing. Game. Yeah, sorry, sorry to. <laughs> well, it's not our fault. It's Steve's fault. Yeah, no. I wonder if you. Can, oh, oh, yeah, I wonder if you can actually get the. Yeah. <laughs> well, I expect maybe if you get the original disc, that would probably still run. I guess mm. you reckon. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's kind of interesting that Valve don't offer their the original actual, original, original version. Game, yeah, original original version. Yeah, because the like the model for Kleiner in the in those upresed ones uh, doesn't look like Kleiner. Like the original model did look like Kleiner. Like it's weird. I, 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 which, one, anyway. which one's Kleiner again? <laughs> the baldy guy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, obviously, it doesn't Go look ahead. like yeah. But anyway, the, because the, of course he appears all over the place and probably is di- voiced differently <laughs> in different ways. Mm. Um, but um, actually, I'm not sure yeah. who he is. So like so far, like I think pretty sure all the scientists sound the same. <laughs> Like yeah, well, it's like well, two they scientists. Yeah, they all sound yeah. the same. There's a couple like, of you, voices. You, yeah. you've, you've got you've got white scientist actor and you've got black scientist actor. Well, and you've got hair scientist. Actor. Hair scientist. Yeah. Is that really a different guy? Like, yeah. I don't well, know. it might not be a different guy, but it's a different voice. Okay. Well, <laughs> a different attempt at a voice. Yeah, I didn't really find that that distinct. All the Barneys are the same, right? Uh, yeah, I think yes, so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, but one thing watching that video was, oh boy, like watching Zach play um, that game with that movement speed and and uh, rotation speed definitely made me sick. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I'm there's something it's about there's no cur- there's no like you know reticule, or there is, but it's tiny and very transparent. So you can't really. It's the same yeah. problem you have if you just watch anyone play like Mirror's Edge or anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically right. screws you up. It was. It, I was uh, feeling I, slightly ill by the end of that. It's probably because I'm watching it on like the like, wide screen or whatever, uh, and I'm not in control myself. But it's like, oh, yeah. yeesh. Yeah, that that reticle would have been much larger than like back in the day. Oh we yeah, have been play- we definitely wouldn't have been playing it at 1080. <laughs> no, obviously. Like, no. So maybe it's the widescreenness of it as well. I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, I was starting to get carsick watching you guys playing Half Life. <laughs> So we we touched on it on the video, but do you, do you have a theory about why it's actually called Half Life? Uh, well, it's just it that video. That was the second video, wasn't it? Is it the one I've not released? Yeah, maybe. No. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> oh no, I haven't heard your discussion, but I mean, I don't think there's any great depth to to it. It's just a it's... just a side thing. Yeah, I think so, and also I think that, like... that was what we ended up saying. Yeah, I think that's true. And, and just like, some sciencey term they wanted to throw in. Could they, by that logic, they could have just called it SI unit or something really dumb like that. <laughs> or ohms. Yeah, but Half Life is a cool sounding. That it just sounds cool as a term. And also, like the, they've used the lambda symbol because they talk about the lambda context all the time. Or okay. whatever. Well, I, the I, I have a feeling that might have come after the choice of name. Like, yeah, probably. Like, well, cool. <laughs> I think it's just like out of context. Like if you sat, if you hear the term Half Life and you don't know what it actually means, it sounds kind of 
Ooh, you know, it, it sounds kind that's of... That's neat, yeah. Sounds neat. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of just a, an evocative term. I don't think there's any great depth to it. I, I just think it's a cool name, no denying. And uh, and it suits because of radioactivity and the Black Mesa and all of that and mm-hmm. science and all that shit. So I think, yeah, it works. Spoiler alert, I think that's pretty much where we landed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like this, I mean, that's green, it, yeah. There's green stuff about <laughs> Yeah, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, new video games. You're gonna do. You're gonna do nineteen ninety eight season where you have to play through Ocarina of Time and and Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> oh, oh god. Um, and Grim Fandango. The only reason that, that I waited this long to start Half Life was because it's nearer to the release of Half Life because it's mm. like November. <laughs> yeah, now's the time. Before someone else. Before. Before Someone everyone else jump, jumps on it, it yeah, and goes like, oh, it's 20 years of Half-Life. We're one month ahead of you guys. Ha! <laughs> and we will still won't see that traffic. Ha! Yep. <laughs> no one cares about Half-Life. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one can withstand the car sickness of Half-Life. The car sickness of Half-Life. Yeah. I don't know. People watch see Counter-Strike tournaments. That's kind of different, though, because also the way that... T- tournaments are streamed you're not really focusing on just one guy that much and it's also most of the time the camera is quite stationary because you're seeing them when they're shooting <laughs> mm, I suppose yeah, you, you don't run around and shoot all that well, it's not like Blitzkrieg all the time yeah they also move quite slow a lot of the time mm. Yeah, oh, I'm no. just remembering more details. Like the <laughs> the zombie guys that swipe at you that you in the early one, they didn't have that polygonal like mouth model. in their chest yeah. model. Yeah, originally. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm thinking the, of it. That's yeah. that, huh. there's quite a few bits that is slightly different. Yeah, and I think it, 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 the sounds might be different from the guns, but to go along with their new models. So I think they're, they're not the original sounds. I haven't. The only one that I've didn't recognize at all so far as the shotgun right yeah that's oh well, no not really... the, not the not the um not the actual shotgun shot just that reload sound yeah i think that must because they, but... they changed the, the model's totally different because it's like a spaz 12 or whatever spaz s-p-a-f yeah, yeah with the with the like folding stock hmm. um yeah that wasn't on there originally yeah Oh, I don't think the, yeah, I don't think the gun looks too different from how I remember it. Same with the SMG. I don't really remember them looking massively different from that. Maybe, oh, the SMG might have been fatter actually in the in the original. You know, with enough room to see the grenade launcher stuff like that. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, that just that reload noise, that click 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 click. It's just mm. just sort of horrendous, louder almost than the gunfire. Yeah, which doesn't make sense. But then, I still have the mystery of, like, do you remember the gun sounds in GTA San Andreas? Why were they so bad? Uh, So, I don't understand. I don't don't remember hearing them. They were like, they had, like, no reverb on them, so they were like, brat, 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 brat. Um, Maybe that was why. Yeah. That's gangster, (laughs) man. But they just, I don't know why, but I liked that game. Obviously, it was great, but I I, I don't understand why the guns sounded terrible. (laughs) Anyway. Hmm. Put a fool on his back. Bruh, bruh. Well, we've been talking about games already. We yeah. haven't even got to news. <laughs> we haven't got anything else to talk about. No. 
What have we got? I haven't had, I haven't had an anecdotally very interesting couple of weeks. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I've got not this coming week, but the next week before the next podcast, I've got it off to play Red Dead, basically. Um, so should have a good Red Dead review by the time we get another podcast. I reckon I might be a little bit on there. I don't know if I'll go into it immediately. Then, yeah, fair. Like I, might, I, think, I might, might pace myself a little bit. Yeah. I'm timing my God of War quite nicely, I think. I think I'll come to the end of the story just in time. Yes, because I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit later, but I haven't made quite as much Spider-Man progress as uh, perhaps I was expecting. There's a whole mm. lot of side stuff. Yeah. But yeah. That's, uh, should, should, should we do the news, or does news. anyone have a neat kitchen bitching? <laughs> I mean, no. Been look at kettles what? for making like pour-over coffee, but I don't know. I was trying to think of things that I would want for Christmas, you know. Cause All right. Well, what kind, of, what kind of hob do you have? Well, you know, like, um, well, I've got a gas hob, so that would work quite okay. well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I might good. get one of those Hario, like, you've got all that Hario stuff, haven't you? Or mm. you've got some as, like, wedding presents, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one of those little, uh, a little kettle and pot that you just put on the heat. Yeah, so I might try that. Um, but I can't. But electric kettles are quite convenient. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's face it. Yes, and once you get a coffee machine, <laughs> that stuff kind of gets a little bit unused. Yeah. yeah, well, I've got a coffee grinder electric, so I don't have to do it by hand, which is good. Hmm. Um, but it doesn't make coffee, it only grinds beans into ground. It's not real coffee, coffee unless you've ground it between your thumb and your forefinger into, into <laughs> yeah. each individual grain. Because uh, I've been using this AeroPress thing, I don't know if you've tried them. It's quite good, but I want to try some other techniques. AeroPress? Yeah, it's like a plastic thing with a plunger. So you like put the coffee in and then you put the you put it over the top of the mug if you're making one. Oh yes. Yeah, no, I do that. Yeah. I and do then that. you press down. It's quite good. It's like it's not, it's different from like a French press. Mm. Um yeah. And it like I don't know what the theory is. It aerates the the coffee as it's going through the Filter, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I didn't think that was necessarily a thing with coffee, right? It was not no. like you have to treat it like wine. Well, some people are weird, aren't they? I don't know. Anyway, well, it's just I suppose, a I suppose it must. The plunger, I suppose so. it might. I suppose you're right. I suppose it might make a difference. Who knows? Depends on whether some, or not that difference is meaningful. It's one of those things where some people have taken it to extremes for no reason, mm. um, and and will tell you X, Y, and Z makes a difference. But I thought to I the, might try to the, the... To the point one of a degree of brew temperature difference. Yeah. Well, the temperature is important. important, apparently. You you shouldn't put oh, on yeah. the, like, the boiling water. You've got to have it nope. slightly off the boil. Yeah, but it burns at, uh, at, yeah, it burns. at boiling. You need, need to like be hitting 90-ish. You can get like temperature-controlled kettles, but they're expensive. Like They mm. will like, get to 90 exactly and hold it, which is kind of cool. That'll be the ultimate kitchen bitch and upgrade did kettle, surely. Mm. But they, they want you to get ones with like a gooseneck, like so they make it easier to control the pour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my my little Harrio's got one of those. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's a weird spindly little bit of pipe. I should probably just try one on the gas hob. I think that's a good idea. Maybe get just the Hario 
you know, one well, to put on the hob. Yeah, it's more one of those things like like see how long you can be asked. Uh, is is the actual truth? It's like yeah, it makes decent yeah. coffee, but there's there is a certain like like I just can't be bothered with like all, all that. Well, you got machine, yeah. I mean. Yeah, and, and the, the like, and to me, the difference between using the Hario kit and using our coffee machine is is negligible. Right. So it's, um, uh, yeah. So there's not a huge amount of benefit in using it um, with fresh beans. Might make sense if you've got pre-ground because that's a you can do that in the coffee machine as well. Like just if you've got pre-ground, just chuck it in and mm. don't let it grind. But it's not as fresh if it's pre-ground as if you grind it right there. Exactly. Yeah. It is that tiny bit nicer. So yes, let's do the news. Let's do the news. News, 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 news. And top story. And that's it. Yeah, and that's the news. Did you say that Microsoft are probably buying Obsidian? Is the rumor something like? There's a rumor floating about. Microsoft have been buying all kinds of shit lately. So yeah, as reported by Kotaku, they say that their internal sources. I think their sources were at Obsidian, as the article reads, and they. Guys closest close to it said that the deal was ninety percent done, but uh, Obsidian is supposedly working on an, on an well because I suppose what studio isn't always working on something, right? But they're working on something for two K Games label. Oh, I forget what it's even called now, like private discussion or something. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're making an RPG as Obsidian do, um, so they've got to finish that first. One assumes, but. Or, right. you know, it would be similar to, similar to the We Happy Few situation, right? Because, like, Microsoft bought that studio, and then Gearbox were publishing that, so they still had to put that out, right? There was no... Sure. So it'll be one of those scenarios, if it happens. But, I don't know, Obsidian's, are, like, a, a talented studio, for sure. They, they, they Their writing chops have always been good. Um and in fairness, their RPG mechanics in games have always been good. I, think I mean, always, they've always but, been the quirky one, right? That, that yeah. did, it, did the twist and made it sort of... So it's like like the KOTOR, like the KOTOR classic Bioware, and then they came on in and did KOTOR 2, and it was like all murky and like uh, morally ambiguous. And then they did basically the same thing with Fallout, right? Because they did New yeah, Vegas, but, and it was like better, because it was weirder. I think it's a yeah. The opinions on New Vegas are split yeah. a little bit, yeah. but uh, same but they do, with Kotor, yeah. But but you're not wrong. It is their thing to come in and effect, like take a franchise and take it in a slightly different direction, give it a different tone, but within yeah. all the same trappings that it had before. Like when they've done that sort of work, anyway, when they've done that sort of fill-in work, yeah. Um, they, you know, when they've done their own stuff, it's always been really interesting in a different way. Like yeah, like they like they put together Stick of Truth, which is a you know super. So, you know, super faithful South Park recreation. Didn't um, they do that uh, Alpha Protocol thing? Yeah, that's the one yeah. I was where I was leading to, which is yeah. like re- was really interesting in terms of its scope, but sort of fell short on the actual mm. gameplay element. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, the, 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 it was one of the earlier examples, I suppose, of like conversations with choices that then actually changed the course of the game significantly. Mm. Um, uh, but you know, wrapped around this sort of semi third person shooter, semi stealth sim thing um and it was also asian set wasn't it as well which was which was nice like it was made it made yeah, a bit of a difference cool. from sort of like the americanized onslaught that we had at the time so it was 
Uh, it was different in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, so didn't, they didn't quite nail it, but the the idea was pretty, was kind of awesome. And it's uh, you still every now and then hear about Alpha Protocol just being mentioned just because of that. They tried to do something new at the time, um, yeah. or at least a bit more ambitious than your average uh, than your average third person shooter in the age of third person shooters. So maybe they'll inject some, you know, some. You know, different alternative. Well, that's the thing, thinking. yeah. Give, if um, Microsoft are going to be with them, how they've claimed to that they're going to be with the other studios they've bought this year, then one might hope that they would put out something weird and wonderful with a budget. Yeah. And left completely to their own creative uh, juices. Left to their own juices. Yeah. I, I, sort of, I, I questioned <laughs> I know, that I know. sentence. I knew I lost my way on that one. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's that one. I could see, it. I could see it coming. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna leave you to your juices. <laughs> like, like if you're, if you're, mixed it make metaphors sense. are the best. Yeah. just always. I was listening to a podcast today, and the, the guy was talking about people writing in emails or their letters to their podcast. He was saying, "Ah, oh, so people have taken." Taking out their, their, taking their sweet time to write to us. And, it, and it's like, I meant sweet as in like, t- their time is precious. Not that they like take it ages to write to us. <laughs> it's like, oh, I see. Like, yeah. he wasn't complaining about no. taking this, their sweet time. It's like, oh, they, took, they took their sweet and meaningful time. Yeah. To... Yeah. All time is sweet. And then started explaining himself. <laughs> it's like, no, you just mix your metaphors. <laughs> mm. You took that one possibly a little more li- literally. Than That's it's... even a mixed metaphor, isn't it? It's just like a no. random misuse of a metaphor when you shouldn't have said any at all. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Misuse, yeah. <laughs> they've just used, they've just taken some of their time to write us an email. Yeah. No metaphor involved. <laughs> no metaphor needed. <laughs> Sweet. Was that to, to keep referencing outside sources, but there was that XKCD not that long ago where it was just basically that, where he would answer every question with. A, a totally wrong meta like um, phrase yeah. of some kind. Like if he was asked a question, you'd be like, "Now that's begging the question." <laughs> just oh no. <laughs> so uh, other news. Um, there was some controversy this week about that when um, I think it was Dan Hauser tweeted about um, some staff working hundred hour weeks on Red Dead Two in the crunch time. Um, I think it, it it was kind of in an. Ex- excited way of being like oh we've worked really hard on this and then of course everyone went oh my god you've been making people work 100 hours and that's that's really bad and like you should have enough money to pay people enough people to do it in their normal work hours which obviously is right and then rockstar come back going no 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 no. we only meant like four guys who were the top writing team and they only did it for three weeks or something and and it wasn't mandatory at all and all of this so it's been like yeah there was there was was definitely like an interview that that came out as well where some guy was saying like yeah we sort of have a we do have a policy of of work of overworking but it's what's entirely voluntary yeah it's like you, you don't have to do it and it's, I did see it's paid over time. That's better than when yeah, I, yeah. if I have to stay late, I don't get paid more. Anyway, no, exactly. Um, so, but, but I don't work longer than the time, so four no. times or whatever. So we're fairly fortunate in that overtime isn't isn't generally a requirement all that often. Yeah, so I can see that when you're crunching on a game or whatever. But uh, that that they 
you know they've had enough time and resources rockstar to 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 avoid that kind of stuff i think it was just like they needed to pull all the threads together of the they had so much writing and they just wanted to do a final pass on the thing and they just got Mm. together and, and just 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 did it for and these people were talking about he, he he when he clarified it was like well it was me and it was laszlo and it was you know the the top writing team on rockstar these people are all multi-billionaires i'm sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if they want to work 100 hour weeks for for three weeks or you know that's good for them that's fine <laughs> it's 100 percent their choice to work at all yeah just don't make <laughs> you know, when you're at that, that when you're at that level of money yeah it's Yeah, and a slightly, slightly related note. It did like Noman was um, expressing her displeasure, like because she saw some stuff about Red Dead starting to make mainstream <laughs> channels. Um, she hates it. Well, it? yeah. So she was immediately a little bit like, "Oh God, Red Dead's coming, isn't it? It's coming." So, well, I, I saw the ad buy has now hit. It is now on every surface. <laughs> <laughs> Posters are everywhere now. So it's like. Yeah, so she's now obviously threatening, <laughs> like walking into a room and just seeing horses. Like I don't know, she has such a thing against westerns in general. Like it's it's, it's a it's a brutal hatred. Um, <laughs> Bizarre, such a massive genre, you know. But yeah, we we're sort of t- talking about, it and I ended up sort of telling her about some of the things that had come out, like about you know some of the audio design has been mentioned in recent trailers. Like they've gone for like a hyper real audio design. Right. As opposed to like making like like I don't know Hollywood style punch noises. Yeah, it's more of just a slap of skin with a perhaps with a bit of bone cracking, you know, in places, and it's right. it's designed to be more, uh, as I say, just just hyper real as opposed to like just just for yeah filmic effect, uh, which which is sounds really interesting and kind of gross at the same time. <laughs> um, and uh, so I was telling her about this, and she she just to stop for a moment and was like. I can't not think of Rockstar without thinking of Daniel Radcliffe in that dramatization. Oh, that <laughs> shitty. Yeah, that was. Oh, I know. Oh, did, that, did you not that. like that? I, I didn't think that was that bad. I have one oh, good man. bit, which was where, uh, <laughs> which was like a ridiculous light bulb moment where it was like the guy who was charged with creating the new engine for GTA 4 was like, how, fuck, oh, make, how the fuck am make, I going to show this off? And it's like, oh, he really we'll likes ping pong. <laughs> Let's yeah. make a ping pong game. That was the one good bit of that. Which was awesome. Like, it's yeah. awesome in real life as well. That yeah. whole, like, like, turnaround. It's like, oh, yeah, well, no, we'll actually, we'll actually make a whole... Table tennis game to test our physics engine. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> this will appeal to Dan House. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was a physics and animation engine. Yeah, it was the both, emotion animations or whatever, which mm. is still like pretty cool. Even even now, like GTA Four had that stuff. Or was it? So, yeah, because they replaced it for five, didn't they? It's called something else now. But yeah, I mean, there's some. You know, there's that guy who makes YouTube videos showing how. Euphoria? Is that it? The Euphoria? Yeah, Euphoria, engine? that's right. Euphoria, not emotion. Thank you. That's the PlayStation thing. Oh, yeah. Emotion was the PlayStation yeah, 2 yeah, graphics. Sorry. sorry. Monica. Yeah. yeah. But um, there's a guy who makes YouTube videos showing how things got worse over time. He always compares games to their sequels and just points out how the, the original was better. So oh, everything is cool. really out of context. Yeah. So it makes you think. He doesn't point out any of the stuff that's got better. And he, only, he only points out when stuff got worse. So after a while, it's mm. a little bit weird. But he shows a bunch of stuff in GTA 5 that was like cooler in 4. 
like in mm. terms of animation and um you know the realism of the world and stuff what stuff that they weirdly scale seem to have scaled back yeah um, i mean it happens kind of, like yeah. games make different choices all the time like um uh, was it Ray? I don't know how you pronounce it. I think it's Racevic or something like that. He does a, he does a fantastic series on the Halo games, right? Um, uh, you know, just a critical analysis of all of them. Uh, and I suppose like he's not wrong. Like when they the, the jump to Halo Four happened, and maybe this is why you guys fell off it a little bit there. Like story aside, yeah. Like actually, when you start analyzing how the how people how the AI works in that game, yeah. It's like it becomes a little bit apparent. It's like, oh, they've they've sacrificed. Yeah, the visual quality in this game is a heck of a lot better. But it, it seems like they've sacrificed um, cycles to for their AI calculations in, right. in in aid of making things prettier. Which is what made the game fun, you know, and and different yeah. from other shooters was that it was more dynamic. Like, yeah. So, so I didn't really notice that until he started like pointing it out, and then you get to Halo Five, and it's like, oh, they haven't improved. They've had the same problem again, where they haven't improved the AI back to where it was and now, um, it, now it's the old enemies again yeah and, and it was the old, well it was the old enemies before well, as partially, well yes but but now the like it's it's super obvious with the pro well, what they even called not prothe are they protheans or yeah i think one that's of them what yeah yeah i can't remember but uh, yeah but, like, they're they're, that, they're, maybe that's mass effect protheans i can't remember it is i mean it's in mass effect as well i think Fuck. it's i think it's, okay. i think it's one of those names that's in a few things um but yeah they they uh yeah, that their their AI is pretty dumb, like in that they'll just yeah. stand around a lot of the time shooting you. Even when it comes to like the little dog like creatures that you think would be a lot more dynamic, they just sort of stand around and shoot at you. Like, don't even try combat, and get in cover. Combat evolved. That was the whole point, mm. right? Uh, that's kind of sad. And it, yeah. it, it's amazing how much difference like their AI makes even now. Like I think the AI in Metal Gear Five was so impressive. Like really made the game fun. I think anyway. And it really reacts. Well. Yeah, Frustr- in the in that classic way, like it's like the st- the stealth AI. You want it to be dumb in a very specific way, and but yeah. like when it's smart, it's both surprising and annoying. Right, because it's like, oh, you figured that out. Damn, that means I'm boned now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it would be less satisfying if they couldn't figure that stuff out. I think because. You, it's like suspension of disbelief thing, isn't it? If they were like clockwork guards that just go on a patrol route, you know, classic style or whatever, mm. like, it's not. It just doesn't feel dynamic or fun or real, you know. No, I know what you mean. Like in stealth AI, it must be like the we've talked about this before. It must be like some of the hardest stuff to get. Yeah, like. I don't know how but, they did it so well. Yeah, but like if, if, even if you look back, like, and I think like actually, like a lot of maybe some of Halo's combat mechanics is uh, like uh, weren't so. I'm not 100% sure they were smart as so much as they were. They just looked convincing. And yeah, like, exactly. Like, like when you put like the elites in open terrain, for instance, and the way they sort of did like what looked like a casual jink that worked really well in a indoor environment. Now they're just sort of side doing a casual sidestep in the middle of a field. Like that's going to make much difference to someone aiming a gun. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, like it does fall apart a little bit in the open areas, mm. but uh uh, yeah, but for, for for indoors, like you know, the, the facade at least is convincing. Hmm. It's, I mean, I, it was just cool, just that bit at the in the first level of Halo, no, second level of Halo, whatever. When you reach that tower, and then 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 the dropships start coming in just onto that field, right? Don't they? Oh yeah, just sure. Before you go in the cave, that's that's where it really starts, right? Where they come down with an elite and a whole squad of grunts or whatever, multiple mm. of them. When and you, you've got you, enough you, room you, were you, were you to approaching that? Were you approaching that first forerunner? 
structure yeah the first kind of yeah exactly um well there's that bit and then just beyond it as well it happens again right Um, oh yeah there's i mean when you get there's a whole fight there the freeway bit like yeah there's there's quite a few of those yeah yeah but that that whole bit is like where yeah and i don't feel like i'm getting that I, i wish i was playing like I can't just load up Reach. I don't think. Even if I had an Xbox, I wouldn't be able to, would I? I don't. Know. No, I don't. I don't think Reach is on back. Oh, that might be worth trying. Actually, I don't think Reach yeah. is on back compat. Um, yeah. Um, and short of that, I think your only bet is Master Chief Collection on an yeah. Xbox. But yeah. But then, like. Oh, but then you don't have an Xbox, so. Yeah, but if I did, it was it would be Master Chief. But that's like going back. What's the pinnacle of like that kind that combat from like Bungie or whatever? Yeah, they, they skipped they skipped Reach in Master Chief Collection because um, it's not Master Chief. And then I guess that was the idea. Yeah. Right? Yes, true. But then no DSTs in in, <laughs> well, in, in Master Chief now. Yeah, as a DLC pack. Technically, not in the original thing. <laughs> mm. Mm, interesting. Yeah, Reach is the one that they're still patching that thing. Well, oh, they yeah. Yeah, Master Chief Collection is still getting work. I should go back and see whether there's anything noticeable in there. It's still installed, so... Go and have a look. Yeah. But yeah, you're not right. Like, I remember like, when we were playing... It wasn't Half-Life supposed to be like like a, advertised as a big step forward for AI because of how the uh, military guys would uh, yeah. suppo- supposedly try and flank you and things like that. Although, yeah. our video so far... Well, I suppose again, we haven't quite got to that. When when part two shows, there's yeah, yeah, there's some 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 ropiness there for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it did feel different at the time, like the military guys in particular. Like, I don't think any other enemies was were that were that. No, it wasn't so much just walk towards you and try and gun you down like most were all path. You know, some sort of semblance of path fighting towards you and just shoot you. Yeah, like. Yeah, there was a, there was a little bit more to it then, just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, it's probably like arbitrary, just like when timer random equals four, go run in this direction instead. Yeah, sure. I mean, as long as it's like f- fools you into thinking it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares if I'm standing right next to you? You've been told to run run across the room. <laughs> uh. Is that all we got? What else we got? Um, uh, Xbox One has got some new avatars for some reason. Really? Yeah. Okay. The the, the avatar system is is has been revamped completely with new models. A classic and... rare avatar from the Xbox 360. Well, so here's the thing. So this is the now the third version of Xbox avatars. Okay. Because because they did get a tweak, um, halfway through their life cycle, um, on the on the 360. Uh, and they've they've now been sort of uh, so this one's more of a complete replacement to the old stuff. Like so, none of your old gear, for instance, will work anymore. If you if you if you've been grinding avatar items and got that sweet dust and Elysian tail T-shirt, you can no longer wear that. Like it's a it's a brand new set of set of like body types and wearables and gimmicks. That are all kind of bad, like and not very many of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really don't like the look of this new new one. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of like, there are a lot of face like structure things now. Like, you can make not the face, really, but they all look though. kind of rubbish and like mostly samey. Like, 
It was not really that many. And the there's, problem... a, there's definitely a few more body types than there were before. Like well, you, can, yeah. you can be a fat bastard if you want now, which I appreciate. The the main problem with it is that like it it's just parts. There's no like sliders. So like when you have a nose, you can be like, I want my nose to be this shape, but then you can't change the position of the nose on the face. Yeah, it's like it's not so like... You, like you can't move the, how far apart the eyes are or anything. It's like it's literally pre baked. This is how this looks. It's like they've strangely found the midi gr- the middle ground between like having full on slider control and you know black desert style face reconstruction, I guess, or like Eve, Eve Online, even like even its face builder was is pretty impressive. Like back when it first came out, mm. like they've somehow found like this awkward middle ground where you can't, you've got a lot of choice, not but it's not but it's not as expressive as either sliders or a meme. On on the on the Wii, <laughs> really simple shapes. Yeah, it's it's somehow kind of rubbish. Like I don't know. I don't like how I look on it, especially because <laughs> yeah, we because we, we spent the whole thing. We spent like an hour. We're like we've known next to next to us, like sort of going like, right, you're the reference point. You're looking at my face, and you're trying to pick what, what best suits. And then, and then uh, in fairness, we ended up burying it all under what what the only beard option, which is an enormous friggin' beard anyway. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really look like me at all. So my gamer pick is now me with my thumbs down. Yes, that was the only good thing In about this is they that... gave you a lot of options to show your disapproval. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the, em- the emote and like the photo taking capabilities are actually quite fleshed out now like there's a bit there's a lot more to it in that you can trigger an animation and it lets you pause that animation where you want so you can then line up the camera to exactly. Frame the thumb. Yep. Or the bottom of your foot. <laughs> I could have... Yeah, or the bottom of your foot. Bam. Um, I could, so I could have, like, zoomed in just on the on the hand if I wanted and just had a thumbs down as my gamer pick, which I'm now tempted to do, actually, mm. just re- to repl- sort of replace it a little bit. Because it was funny, after we went through it with Rob and we made and he made his thumbs down at time, we were mm. like, I wonder if Kippers has done his yet. And we looked at it, and he has the disapproval animation as well. Yeah, <laughs> Not the thumbs does. down, a completely different disapproval animation. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, I, well, we know how that happened. <laughs> yeah, somehow he, somehow he picked another uh, unhappy one. It's just him sort of like going... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. It's like, yep, yeah, we, we know why. <laughs> in fairness to them, there are more inclusivity like options in this than there have been before. For instance, you can like not have an arm if you want <laughs> and like replace it with a prosthetic or prosthetic like you can have like leg blades instead of actual legs, for instance, and it's like, okay, that's kinda cool. Um and there's a wheelchair prop, for instance, so you, so you can now be sat in that. And it's like, okay, great. No, that's that's a step in the right direction. It's a shame the rest of it is garbage. Yeah. Yeah, that, those are good, definitely good things. But are they going to build on it and make, flush it out and make it as good as yeah. it was? Or I mean, I doubt it. But also it begs the question, why? <laughs> yeah, why, why bother? Use the door? Yeah, what? Just why? Why put the effort in to do this? Um, it's just like you're, you're, the existing avatars weren't really being used for anything. No. Oh, and for the record, I don't think it replaces the system in the sense that the, if you've still got your avatar on 360, that still exists. Well, it's not like this system is being backported to 360, but right. it's um, like so that. So if you want, if you want your avatar stuff, it's still all there, but it will be on 360 and not here. Yes, I've got um, my new Xbox experience. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> the NXE has finally landed. <laughs> well, there was an update today that applied, so I don't want. I haven't had a time to check that out. 
like the new new dash update. So, so I don't know what's going on there. I wonder if it's got the Alexa support I was after. <laughs> but um, that would be nice. Uh, yeah. So Xbox avatars, I don't get it. Not as cool as me's. Not as cool as their own avatars. <gasps> Maybe one versus a hundred is coming back. <laughs> the only good news for avatars. Damn right. Well, apart from the vote channel on the week. <laughs> or the Doritos Crash Course games. Well, okay. <laughs> you played as your avatar. And you didn't those. have to, though. I mean, you could play as... characters. Did they? I thought you always played least... as, an, as an avatar. Oh, no, wait. Not, no, I'm thinking of Wipeout, not Crash Course. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that. Similar I forgot about that. There was that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doritos Crash Course was basically Wipeout. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Free games. Yeah. I mean... That concept, and they made two of them as advertising. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that. Well, yeah, they, no, it's just it's put out two, of, isn't it? Like, I don't know actually, because it was like I think it was like because it was I had, like Crash Course was built on avatars. I think like it was actually Xbox assisted. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like, the concept of giving out free. Oh games yeah, 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 in order yeah, to yeah, promote now, your brand. On, yeah, it's now on mobile. Yeah, um, back then it was kind of new, and they put all those out for free. Yeah, like. Um, I think they started with like a competition, didn't they, Doritos? They had like make a make a little game idea, and then we'll flesh them out into games. Mm. Um, and so you ended up with that. Was it like the first one, like a pizza delivery game or something? Where you're driving around like this little top down GTA <laughs> sure, style thing. Domino's, not Doritos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not quite right. <laughs> Paperboy. No, sort of. Yeah, sort of, as I say, more sort of GTA look, like original GTA looking thing. Um, hmm. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Uh, Dash of Destruction or something, I think it was called. Something bizarre like that. And there was a dinosaur in it. Um, and then they also put out like a completely, like, like in no way Doritos related at all, really. They also put out uh, this thing called Harm's Way that was a, a kind of cool idea that I thought was fun while people were actually playing it. Um because it was like, it was, you know, it was very bare bones. It was like one, uh, it was a racing game, uh, an asymmetric racing and turret shooting game where half the players would be driving around the map to in a race and the other half of the players would be manning turrets around the track to try and blow up the cars, except that was a competition between the turrets. So there was a competition between the, the cars to come first and the competition between the turrets to, to score the most kills and the turrets could shoot each other if they wanted, if they were within vision range of each other and stuff like that. And it was, it was kind of interesting. I had, I had a pretty good time with it for the brief period that people were playing it. And it's, I think you can still download it, for, but, but good luck because you won't never get into a game. Hmm. Um, yeah. Doritos. Doritos games. Also, King of the Keflings, that was an Avatar game. Never played it, but wasn't that like crappy Animal Crossing or something? <laughs> I don't know. And then Nintendo has like the opposite problem. Instead of like making avatars that that don't get used, they're having to make avatars because they keep using them. Well, <laughs> with, like we brought the Mii Fighters back to Smash Brothers, uh, yeah. but Mii's don't really exist apart from they do. But who bothered to make a Mii on? on the Switch. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, is the Mii editor even there on the Switch? It is. Somewhere. Huh. Never used it. No, exactly. You don't have to. <laughs> no, because I just put a Splatoon character on. Yep. 
I'm inkling boy. <laughs> so I wonder if that will still... Because uh, technically for Smash Bros, they don't have to have those B characters be customizable with your actual B at all. They could just be generic characters and only exist because they wanted to bring all the characters back. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Because really, the whole point of the Mii Fighters in the last Smash Brothers was they had the much wider customizable movesets. Yes, Because all the yeah. characters had some, but the Mii's had, like, much more customizable. Yeah, there was, like, an like every button press had an alternative or something for the main characters. But with the Mii Fighters, there were several alternatives for each of your specials. Yeah. Um, so that was really the reason they existed. Apart other and, the weird f- oh, I don't, and the weird item system. I'd forgotten about that until... Like, you know, you could equip items to characters to make them stronger, or to Miis or something to make them stronger, and you could feed items, I think, to your amiibo. Well, it's just an yeah. evolution of the stupid stickers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird old thing. Who knows whether that will come back in... Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of dumb. We're still waiting on what the single player of this new game is going to be, so yeah. Yeah, what, what is spirit? That'll, that'll be where we find out what other where the extra bullshit comes in. <laughs> It's not just the because custom moves was kind of a cool idea, but like no one ever used it because it was so inconvenient. Well, you had to like unlock them and like equip them and go through this whole menu. It was just like it was a cool idea, not actually well executed. I mean, it's not like it might it might have made sense had it been like made as a like an alt version of it of of a character. So you know, like how Street Fighter when you go into like most characters have like two supers yeah right and you can or two ultras sorry and you can pick which one you want as part of the character selection yeah um uh but you can only have one of them so like it might have made sense like to if if a character had not had an alternate move set that that was just like something you pick during the character selection right it's like i'm going to pick my charizard but i'm going to have the the flame dash instead of the rock break or something and uh uh uh, uh, and there you go. You, you sort of, if it was quick and easy and simple, like maybe if you couldn't customize all three slots, like maybe if it was just, just one slot you could change. Well, or maybe you change the Smash Ball, I don't know. Well, it's, uh, I think we said it about Ultimate quite recently when we were talking about Mega Man, where it's just like, because his whole thing is different moves. Yeah. And his, his custom move sets in the game that that was in had more different moves for Mega Man because he, he, he had, he had so powers. many options to have. Yeah. It's like you could have made like three different Mega Mans Easily. like presets, yeah. basically. So yeah, yeah probably not going to see that again, I guess. No, I'd be surprised if it makes a return. <laughs> I mean, you would you didn't lose anything if it wasn't there, really. Well, you wouldn't lose anything meaningful. I don't know. Like I said, it's like if it had been less inconvenient to do, it might have been more cool. <laughs> we might have used it if it hadn't been a massive pain in the butt. I mean, in its current form, it's only interesting unless if you're really into leveling up amiibo, right? Because you put your amiibo fighter into the into the match, and it'll be like, oh, suddenly Blues has got like I gave Blues a completely different move set, yeah. so it'll be slightly different this time. <laughs> but that's like a manual thing you've got to do, like, and that's not how we play Smash Bros. No, exactly. Best way to play Smash Bros. is all random all the time. <laughs> So last. <laughs> Stand by it. Yeah. There wasn't any Smash Brothers these this last two weeks, contrary to what the rumours were last time. Although those rumours were more like theories than rumours. The no news news. Now it's moved into actual rumours which say it'll be next week. <laughs> 
to wait and see. As I say, that's just nearly like, the end of October, so you know. That's just like saying like the, the Smash Direct will be this week, repeat every week until it's true. And then go <laughs> well, and, then, and then and then I don't shout, think they said anything about last week. <laughs> and then shout hashtag nailed it. Yeah, but that, that's not the part of the rumors that's the part that's like, you know, to be compared because timing is like completely pointless the only thing that's com- is the content if they get things right about the content which is why you like you know there's that st- the first rumor is still valid the first rumor from way back in e3 where they said sora that that's still valid at this point because everything else that has been revealed up to this point still matches yes yeah, so i've heard this <laughs> like, fl- yeah, floating around and a bit of me like started thinking about that like, is there like so who who actually owns Sora in the Kingdom Hearts thing? Because it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, is there some is kind it actually of... a Disney character? Is what you're saying? Well, I mean, it clearly isn't in terms of well, like, yeah, but it's not a who, Disney who actually character, invent- character. But it, it, like, is it now owned by? Is it enough Disney? <laughs> yeah, it's because Sora only appears in a game that is associated with Disney. Can Sora actually appear anywhere else? And I, don't, I honestly, I don't have the knowledge to know if that's happened before or if there's precedent for that. Hmm. For that, but. And then all the other rumors have started, you know. There's been plenty of people talking about the Microsoft side again. Minecraft. Yep, Steve and Banjo Kazooie. I mean, they're good shouts. <laughs> yeah, but they've always been good shouts. Yeah. There's not actually anything new. Banjo would. Well, actually, they're both. They're, I was about to say Banjo would probably make more sense because of the origins of the N64, but. And Rez claim to fame, but. Actually, you know, Minecraft is kind of a bigger deal now. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what it's about. They're about weird, incredibly specific nostalgia <laughs> for, for games that never came out in some countries. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Until Fire Emblem came out here. Well, I'm rather free. And that. Yeah, they're a fan. Did we, though? <laughs> yes. Actually, did did we? Did we? Yeah, yeah exactly. Point. Yeah, the, the West in <laughs> America might have it. done. Yeah. Huh. Not news. News. No. Nope. No. Potential news. Hey, from potential news. Yeah. Did you know that Sonic Colors is rumored to be coming to Steam? Really? In its first port since the Wii. Well, actually, I think this is a pretty weak rumor. Because it was based off the fact that they did, they had a Sonic style on Sonic style. <laughs> well, that's pretty accurate. Um, yeah, Sonic style, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very accurate. <laughs> they had a Sonic style on Steam, <laughs> and uh, uh, where you know all the Steam games were were, were cheaper for a while, and uh, on the graphic they'd used, one of the graphics was from Sonic Colors to say, "Hey, look." Now, like a screenshot. Yeah. Okay. On on their sort of like you know, there's like Steam now allows for like the sales stickers to appear on the homepage to mm. be like you know, publishers can put like a specific, hey, go to the go to the Sega sale or something. Um that happens every now and then. And yeah, on that was Sonic Colors. Was it definitely a screenshot of colours and not just like I think it was like the box art. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like something really obvious. <laughs> Wasn't just like you know uh some game where they reuse the wisps, like the racing games or whatever. No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's like quite overtly Sonic Colors. I did have a look at it, but I can't remember it now. But like, I did look at it and went, "Huh, yeah, all right." So my theory is that it's just a graphic designer that just pulled some Sonic together, yeah, and didn't know what the hell they were doing. Um, 
but obviously the internet being the internet, they're now going, oh, this is Sega being Sega. They, you know, that, that, and in fairness to them, Sega has had a bit of a history of putting out an image um, seemingly innocuously and it actually leading to something. Bayonetta, I'm looking at you, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, and they, they'll, they'll put stuff out and it's like, oh, that means Bayonetta 2 is coming to Switch. And yeah, it definitely did. Things like that. You know, it's not beyond Sega to sneak some stuff in every now and then. But this seems a little far-fetched even for that. <laughs> I don't know. Because nothing was announced. The sale came and went. Nothing happened. So a fake rumour, I think. <laughs> Which is a shame. So it would be nice to see that have that thing running at 60 without a hack on Dolphin. Yeah, it would be nice to have that thing running correctly. Yeah. We could redo our entire video series in 60 frames per second, glitch-free. So With controls that make sense, theoretically. Uh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Assuming that they do a problem for. You know what? One day we'll have to buy proper capture equipment. <laughs> Do this for realsies. I don't think we do we though. <laughs> I think if we were, that would be like low down on the on the priority list would be to get a capture equipment for the we. Mate, first thing we do if we get capture equipment is bloody Jet Set Radio Future. Oh yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> I guess I, I I I don't know why, but I keep like it seems to be coming up on my various social feeds like frequently at the moment, like. I guess because the hover recently came out on Switch, my like Hideki Naganuma Twitter like activity has gone up because people going, oh yeah, it's got some Hideki songs in it. My lethal blazes about to come out. Yeah, and that was a song by yeah. as well. And that's just got me thinking about Jet Set Radio and specifically JSRF because yeah. it's the one I haven't played since it came out. The better sequel, to be honest. Yeah. Although, yeah. Although yeah. opinion is mixed, but like. I yeah, I really quite like that one. <laughs> it was kind of a good. shame they dropped the uh, the know, twisty mechanics, mechanics but uh, yeah, yeah. it was re- uh, while that was cool. It was really annoying when the police were right behind you. <laughs> so yeah, didn't really work. The the, fl- the flow of the original game wasn't quite perfect. So no. yeah, it makes it made sense for them to ditch it. But I, I thought they perhaps could have brought it back in like in unpressured scenarios. Yeah, J- J- JSRF is much better. Like. Uh, organized in terms of like, cause it's not like a stage as a stage, like it is yeah. in the original. No, it's like, you know, they're like, they're like, Oh, you're now clearly going into a section where there are police involved and there's a specific objective. It's like, yeah. so they could have like held back the casual tagging to have, uh, to, in those areas. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been cool. Uh, but yeah, maybe one day <laughs> there'll be a sequel that brings it all together. I'm I'm hoping that they all. I mean, it's it's yeah. Hopefully, there'll be a secret to bring it all together. Hopefully, it'll be one of those games that Microsoft finally gets around to actually putting on back compat. I mean, they did put it on back compat for the 360, right? So that's one good thing. Oh, did they? Oh, I didn't yeah, know they you did that. can play it on 360. So that's how mm. I play it. Well, and I now no longer can because I put my 360 away when I got yep. a PS4. But before that, I could actually play it off the disc, the Xbox disc. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, they did. Is that right? Yeah. Shit. No. No. Am I getting it wrong? Is that right? It. I don't know. Did they? Did they? I, I, say, I don't know if they put it on. I, 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 I think it was know. on back compat. Yeah, but not okay. obviously not for yeah. the Xbox One. No, they haven't done it on the bone yet. 
In fairness, I think the Xbox one, the Xbox, the original Xbox support on Xbox, there hasn't been much movement on that for a while, which is a bit of a shame. Um, I think the burnouts were the last thing they did. Like, I think I mean, Burnout Three got back compact. I mean, that's all. They, like that. That's mostly what you need is Burnout Three. <laughs> yeah, just in general. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, come on. It's a launch title. Get get it sorted. Get it sorted. I need to understand. Understand. Understand the concept of love. I really do. I still don't get it. <laughs> Married for three years. I don't get it. Um, Right. No, no, nothing, nothing, no good. No. Okay, all right, yeah, I'm just gonna let that one hang. Okay, right, cool, cool. It. It's on. gotta hang. <laughs> <laughs> that makes that even more awkward. <laughs> okay, what's next? Nothing. We're out of news. Yeah. It is Boring. time for what you've been playing. Time. Uh, Zeg, it's your turn. <laughs> Maybe, as yeah. it sometimes. To talk sometimes about is. what you've been playing in the past two weeks. Well, unfortunately, I have something new to talk about, I guess. <gasps> but first, let's talk about old shit. <laughs> old shit time. I actually managed not to play any Factorio in the last two what? weeks. What? I'm very happy about this. I'm not, because I'm going <laughs> to forget what I was doing. Oh, Although no. I think I got to a point where I was actually like between... Things in Factorio. I think that's why I didn't feel so bad about stopping and not remembering what I was doing. You're between jobs. Yeah, it was between constructions. So there's that. Didn't do that. Uh, I played some more Rise to Ruins. Continued with the meta game plan. And I was like, I think I'm getting to the point where I can say that I should be able to theoretically win, as in play a year on every map, not that I'm going to. But like it's not I'm not anywhere close to that. I've only got like like six maps or whatever mm. that I've progressed through out of twenty something, I guess. But like I'm starting to get slightly ahead of the curve in terms of like keeping up with the rate of growth of the corruption. Like by doing the little goals to the, reduce the corruption. Mm-hmm. Like I think I'm starting to push it into the negative, which means I'm in a better condition than I was at the start of the game. Hmm. And theoretically, if that snowballs, it's like you should. It should become quite easy just to keep spreading and do all the maps. Right. Yeah. So you'll actually contain it. Yeah, theoretically, but you know, probably not going to do that because that's just a lot of that same game mm. starting in towns over and over and over. And it is kind of weird when sometimes you get the like the goals, um, kind of like there's specific things that sometimes you just get ones where it's just like you just have to reset that goal and spawn a new one because it's just ridiculous. Where it's just like resurrect twenty ghosts on this one map, and that means well for a start it means that twenty of your villagers have to die to become ghosts. <laughs> and if you're playing that game well, obviously not many of your people are dying. Yeah. So that's for a start. I actually re-rolled that goal. I think a couple of times because I don't remember what it turned into the first time. I re-rolled it again and eventually came back as like resurrect three ghosts. And I was like, well, that I could do because I could just pick up some villagers and chuck them at the enemy <laughs> until they die <laughs> and then resurrect them later. 
<laughs> so I can set that up quite easily. Not 20, though. That's kind of ridiculous. But yeah, and then you get other ones where it's like I started a new map and I'd only played it for like a day of the game time and then saved and quit because all because that was for a goal where you had to start a new town where mm. it's like start two new towns. So I played, started the map, played it for like less than a day of the game and then saved and quit on that map. And then it gave me another goal, which was like, stockpile 50 iron armors on that map. And I was like, well, that's going to require me to play a lot of that map to get to the point where I'm making iron and armor. Or I could just import 50 iron armor from the, from the adjacent map that I've got my server <laughs> on and then just play that level again for like less than a day and instantly complete the objective when the convoy arrives that's with pretty, the armor on it. Well, that's pretty funny. So it is done, like that meta layer does kind of turn into like you're looking for the, Ways to cheese it, sort yeah, yeah. of. <laughs> I kind of like that. That's cool. I'm, I'm, it'd be cool if it allowed that <laughs> and, it, and it accepts that as like, oh yeah, all right, okay, you did it in a way. Yeah, I mean, I guess it doesn't specify that, you know, much. It does, I mean, there are missions for like importing and exporting specifically, right? But that one was just for stockpiling. So yeah. like, you have to have fifty of them on the map. It's like, well, I can just bring them from this other map. Yeah, that's nice. I, I like achievements that. Or you know, or goals like that that sort of can encourage a little bit of creative thinking, which just doesn't make you like because your immediate reaction to a stockpile one, for instance, would be like, oh, "I've got to build all of this." And yeah, just it out. Yeah, but if there's an other way of doing it, then that's great. I'm all for that. I was thinking like when you said balls, total mind blank. <laughs> I think when you said something that I've yeah, man, that was like mid sentence <laughs> as well, where my mind just went just horribly. Okay, good. Man, getting old sucks. Well, I'll just move on then. <laughs> yeah, carry on. So the new thing that I played, which you might easily have been able to predict by what I talked about on the last podcast, because <laughs> surprise, I went into Oxygen Not Included. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I have seen you play a lot of that. Because we talked about it on the last podcast, and yeah. I'd seen people play it, and it was, it was time. Vague, and it's on my wish list, or it had been on my wish list, and I'd seen it on the front page of Steam a couple of times, so I was like, okay, right, fine. And also, as I said last time, I think it was another situation where it's like, the price might go up because we're getting close to release. And I was like, well, okay, then I guess let's do this thing. <laughs> and well, you can certainly tell it's by the same people who make Don't Starve. Okay. <laughs> Apart from, not even just from the visual and sound, which is obviously the main thing. Where it still like, has that sort of pencil-y look. No, in. it's not really pencil-y any longer, but it still has that kind of same animation style. Oh, okay. And but, the, that almost flash animation style. Yeah. yeah. And the, like, the character, the little colonist dudes don't talk, they just make weird noises. Okay. Sort right. of in the same, not quite as cool as in Don't Starve, because in Don't Starve, like, all the different characters had a different sound effect that represented their voice. Okay. Which was kind of cool. Well, so, like, Banjo would go, Ooh, Yeah, exactly. Ooh, kind of like that. And then and Kazoo would go, apart, apart from it was more like weird, uh, like, it's like this guy's voice is just represented by a violin. It's just like, okay. Oh, that's that's kind of cool. That was kind of cool about Don't Starve. But now they all the little dudes in Auction Not Included all have this, approximately the same sound effect, just sort of pitch shifted. It reminded me of, like, like actually, like if you wanted an example of a good sort of, like, in-game gibberish sample to use, Beat Buddy. Remember, that's the <laughs> yeah. Where everyone beatboxes. Yeah. That's brilliant. Continuous beatboxing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, apart from the visuals and sounds, which is the first way you can tell it's by the Don't Starve people, is it's quite similar in its like kind of awkward 
grind, I guess you'd call it. And also the fact that it doesn't really explain itself, <laughs> which is definitely a Don't Starve thing, except in this game it's slightly more... Well, in Don't Starve it's worse because Don't Starve is just like made up bullshit, whereas in this, in obviously not included, it's more like actual, you know, real science, I guess. Because <laughs> like in Don't Starve you, you can get like, you pick up a thing and it's like, what the fuck is, is this even? And then what do I do with it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Whereas in Oxygen Not Included, it's like, well, this is metal. It's like, it's a chunk of iron. You refine it into better iron. <laughs> it's like, that's just normal game stuff. I can't turn this bear into cheese. Yeah, exactly. So there's that, but then it still has, the, it still has the kind of grindiness. I, it's like, it's this weird situation where, so you start the game and you're, it's like, you're, you start in like survival mode, obviously. So in Don't Starve, it's like, try not to starve. <laughs> Mainly the early game grind of Don't Starve is just trying to set up farms so you can have a constant source of food. And that's where the early game grind comes in that. And in, you know, oxygen included sort of similar, but then obviously you've got, you've got to worry about oxygen and water running out at some point. Slightly later than food, I guess. Food is still the first thing you do, but that's more easy. It's not as complicated. You just build a box and shove dirt in it. <laughs> That's pretty much it. But then it still has these like fairly long periods where it's like you want to advance to the next thing, but you're not you're not quite stable enough on the previous thing. Where it's like my food production is like theoretically I have enough food production for all my people to survive, but I you want to go just slightly further than that to make sure it's stable and like build up a stockpile and then it, it also has a mechanism where you, every two and a half days you can pull in an, another colonist duplicate whatever they're called duplicate yeah that's what they're called that's such a kind of a cool name where they're like 3D printed or whatever out of this mysterious portal right, yeah. <laughs> like, they're clones basically yeah a nice variant on the replicant yes but then so every two and a half days you can bring another one in but, like, even though it's on a two-and-a-half-day timer, theoretically, there's no way you actually want to do it every two-and-a-half days. Because <laughs> that would just completely overload your your resources instantly. Mm. Like, you have to be like, okay, how, many, how much space do I have to plant farms? How much water do I still have left? How much oxygen production can I actually maintain? And then how many of these dudes can I bring in? Because obviously bringing in more of them lets you do more stuff more quickly as well. So it's like you're in this kind of balancing act of not advancing too quickly but then it kind of turns into a bit of a grind where you're like okay I nearly have got to the point where I can bring in another guy and maybe do something more complicated or whatever but we've just got to hold out for a while yeah we've just got to stabilise a little bit more yeah so that that doesn't sound all that interesting it's not completely terrible (laughs) a ringing endorsement (laughs) yeah that's it well I mean it's it's a good game in general and that element of it doesn't ruin it too much right, I don't yeah. think yeah so not, not too hot on its pacing but otherwise but, but that also may change because the way they've been talking about the approach to release that it's they've been saying that they want to that they want to go into like content backfill where it's like they want to go back to things that are already in and just add more variation to it oh okay because cool. like you know when you're in the early game it's like well there's basically only one plant and you're going to survive off that one plant for a very long time before you even think about so dealing with any of the plant. other plants. Right, yeah. It's just like, that could use some more, you know, options or whatever, mm. and maybe those will be coming. But once they're still functions well enough, and then once you get through, like, the early game stuff into the mid-game, that's where it starts getting, like, actually kind of more interesting, and turns into a game that there's, like, 
I've talked about it before on the podcast. I had that game idea myself where it was like, it was a game based on sort of actual physics. Kind of like how Dwarf Fortress does its weapons nowadays, where it's like it tries to simulate the actual physical materials and how they would interact and like what, you know, how much edge can you put on this kind of metal Mm. or whatever and how heavy is it and how does that affect the swing and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Games like that where they try and represent actual physics, this game kind of does that as well. Interesting. In a way that, like, is... <laughs> it's, it's a nice representation of physics, but then you also run into the classic problem of video games where it's like, it's trying to represent real physics, apart from where it doesn't, and then that could, like, confuse you if you actually know how things should work. Right, yeah. And that it's because it's too close... To reality. When it's not... When it breaks that, it's like, it's like okay, there's a system <laughs> here that I'm clearly not understanding because I'm, I'm using reality to base my yeah. judgment on. yeah. So yeah, it's, I get it. you have to like realize where the game's limitation comes in and be like, okay, so this is, I can manipulate that in a different way, but you cut off the orc's third finger on its left hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in this case, it's like, it basically has quite decent, like water and, and gas physics. Like the main thing that you have to think about immediately because it's in the name of the game, I guess. <laughs> the oxygen. But, like, the gas physics where the different gases have different densities. So, like, all the carbon dioxide goes to the bottom of your base and all the oxygen goes up. And if you have hydrogen, that goes up on top of the oxygen. Hmm. So that can, like, you have to sort of think about that immediately to deal with the carbon dioxide output. Where it's like, you just, basically, you just dig a big, dig a big hole at the bottom of your base <laughs> to, like, collect all the carbon dioxide for a while until you can actually deal with it. So you can vent it properly. Well, yeah, because you can't really vent it. That's the trouble. Because there's no way you're in this, inside of this asteroid. So, after you've dealt with... I just vent it into space. Well, no, because you're not in, you're deep inside. You mm. can get to the space eventually, but it's quite a long way up, right. upwards. <laughs> but then, so then, because of that, because you're, you're, inside this asteroid after you've dealt with like the oxygen and water situation although you don't really deal with the water situation you're always going to be like gradually running out of water <laughs> until quite later later on in sort of the mid game but once you've dealt with that situation you then they have to figure out the physics of heat because then you've got heat management to deal yeah. with because everything you're doing is gradually building up heat inside your base you're like oh no what do you do and that's where, you know, there's other elements where it starts to become a game again, where it's just like, if you dig far enough out uh, away from your base, you find ice biomes, where, firstly, why do ice biomes exist? But secondly, there's just this type of plant that grows in the ice biome that just consumes heat. <laughs> okay. So you could just, like, put them around your base. as It's really only a temporary measure, though, because they don't consume that much heat. Hmm. So you, you use those as, like, a stopgap. But then it's like, now I have to build basically water cooling for my base, where I like have a pipe that pumps water into the ice zone until it gets cold and then cycles back through my base in like a radiator grill and then <laughs> pump it back to the ice zone. But then the ice zone is gradually going to heat up over time, so that's not even even that's not sustainable. <laughs> hmm. Do you think this is gonna be one of those games where you get to the point where you have your usual problem and that you've solved the puzzle? Uh, probably, but it's not well, the trouble is I, I'm still at the point where I don't know what exactly all the solutions even could be. 
Because there are. Uh, is it, is it, so is it randomized on that? You mean like in the, well, I mean the map randomized. That's at least you know something to sure, make sure. It but, the, but the circumstances by which you might have to solve problems could be different. Is, is mm, that... Not really. I mean, okay. all the resources you'll still find the same things in more or less the same place. I guess. So I know it's an incredibly difficult thing to design, but that's kind of the thing that the that we've talked about each time. Like that, these games kind of need. They kind of need a way of mixing it up just enough where the problem is or, like different enough each time where it's just like okay i haven't got the thing i need in order to do mm. the approach i normally do so i'm gonna have to get creative here yeah because i think the only the only thing that is like that i guess the, like the main thing that's different in the random map generation entirely rather than just the position of stuff is there's these basically geezers that put out various different resources and those some of them are set like you'll always find one that puts out steam and there'll always be one that puts out natural gas, but then there's randomized ones as well that can that are actually different completely depending on the map. And though dealing with those is like that's a puzzle to deal with what the hell this geezer is putting out and how you manage it. Like I'm, on my current map, I've got a geezer that puts out molten gold. But like molten gold is like two thousand degrees, and I'm like, how do you even deal mm. with that much heat? Yeah, where's that gonna go? <laughs> Because for a start, I don't think you can even... Like, none of your, like, physical machines will survive that much heat. Like, most of the pumps and stuff melt down at, like, 125 degrees. Hmm. So it's like you can't even start pumping it until you've cooled it a hell of a lot. (laughs) So I'm not even sure what you'd do with that. But then that's, like, that's not really... Well, for a start, that's not really necessary because I don't think you need that much gold. I don't think I'm ever going to need that much gold. I mean, is it one of those things that, as I say, once you get to the surface, a lot of this becomes a bit moot because the surface is obviously going to be, like, space. And it's going to be, like, cooling isn't really an issue there. Well, that's not how that works, because it's a vacuum. You don't have anything to cool it to. I did try that just to test whether it was actually realistic. Like, I put basically a pipe radiator inside a vacuum, and the pipes just got really hot. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) That's how it would work. There's nothing to radiate the heat to because it's a vacuum. In my head, thought that's not how vacuums work with radiation, but <laughs> well, it depends what kind of radiation. Yeah, like that is the problem with spacecraft in general. You can't just you can't just put the heat out there. You need something to transmit the heat with. So why they some types of spacecraft designs have used like you just actually heat up a gas and they just vent it. Like you're actually you have to send atoms away that carry the heat with them, basically. Right, yeah. <laughs> So is that a thing where everyone just suddenly freezes? Like, how does that work? Like, is that, is that just a film? Well, thing? that's because all the water in your body is going out. <laughs> oh, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> and that was that was another thing where the physics isn't quite like as uh, you know as reality. Let's not even start talking about Princess Leia. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there was another thing where I had a moment of like actual confusion with real physics because like it doesn't model. Vapor pressure, basically. Like, you can have a liquid and have a vacuum over the liquid, and it just stays there. Whereas in real life, the actual liquid would boil off to fill up the vacuum, basically. Mm. Why you can boil water at a low temperature at high altitude, because the pressure, vapor pressure goes down because of, the, sure, yeah. because of that. So that doesn't exist, which, or, you know, confused me slightly. Because the problem was I wanted to... I had a liquid, and I wanted it to be a gas, because there's no easy way to change liquid to gas 
like within a machine in this game, which is kind of awkward. Because if you if you pump a liquid into a pipe and it changes to a gas, the pipe just breaks. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. Or, well, it leaks out of the pipe and then the pipe breaks. <laughs> so why, I guess you know, why should the pipe leak a gas? Well, it's you know they're trying. It's the same. They're trying to say that your pipes are crap. Well, it's the same thing that happens in like the opposite direction. If you put a liquid in there and it freezes, it breaks the pipes as well. It's just oh, okay. like this yeah. pipe that, isn't designed only... to handle that. That's right, fine okay. for water, right? Because that's only a that's a property only <laughs> only true of water, isn't it? Well, it would still block up the pipe even if it wasn't water. If it froze in the pipe, yeah, it might not expand and break it as much if yeah. it was another. But like a steam the, the pipe and like a freaking steam train can handle steam and water, surely. I mean, yeah, I but mean, that's because it's designed to do that. It's right. like it's a container that's designed to deal with the weird changing pressure of cond- condensation and all that stuff. Right. So there is reason that it wouldn't just work like that. But in, in the game, it's like there's not really any way of managing that transition apart from like just putting it in the environment and wait, then changing it there. Mm. So if you have, like... I think another one of the geezers on my map puts out uh, boiling carbon dioxide, which... <laughs> boiling carbon dioxide means it's at, like, minus 40, because it's a liquid. Yeah, right. But then, like, if I want it to be a gas, it's only got, got to go up, like, 10 degrees, and it will turn into a gas. So pretty much the e- easiest way to do that is just, like, put it on the ground. Yeah, leave it. Because <laughs> then ambient heat will just go into it and make mm. it into a gas. So there's other situations like that where you're like, I can't really... It's the transitions that are the problem, rather than just the normal temperature change. So, like, when, you're pump- when you want the water to cool your base, and you're like, I'm going to pump the water into the ice zone, it's going to cool the water down, and then I'm pumping through my base, and it'll cool my base down. But you can't let it freeze... So you then have to have, like, temperature detectors on your pipes to divert the flow if it starts getting too cold or whatever. So, yeah, there's puzzles to solve, I guess, and then vaguely real physics puzzles, I suppose. There's there's another thing that I started doing where you find the slime biome, where, you know, it's all goopy. (laughs) Of course. And there's, like, a, a, a disease, there's a type of germ that spawns in the slime biome. And, I, and initially, I was like, okay, well, I can send people out there and, and like, mine stuff out of the slime biome, but you basically just have to watch the, their immunity stat, because, like, they can survive a certain amount of germs until it reaches a certain point, and then their immunity starts going down, and then they'll actually get a disease. Hmm. So you have that, like, you can just be like, okay, I can mine for some amount of time, and then, then everyone has to have a break <laughs> and rebuild their immunity. But then I, when you look at... if there were certain diseases where if they only got a little bit sick... That they could effectively build their own... Build up immunity. Yeah, Yeah, that would kind of be interesting. Because there's also food poisoning, which is the more generic disease that you have to deal with. Mm. Which basically means build a sink after the toilets. (laughs) (laughs) Make people wash their hands. And that mostly solves the food poisoning problem. (laughs) But then... I looked in... It has like an in-game encyclopedia that tells you about everything except not very well. (laughs) Which is, you know, the classic go and look at a wiki problem. Yeah. But... (laughs) That's probably intentional, though. Kinda, maybe. But you look in there, and it's like it tells you about the the slime disease germ, and it's like, oh, it's disinfected by chlorine. And I was mm. like, well, I guess that makes sense because that's what you do. So, but then I was like, okay, so there's these convenient pockets of chlorine gas in this other biome nearby. So I'll just vent the chlorine gas into the slime biome, and then that will just kill all the bacteria <laughs> as I'm mining. And it's like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. But then also not all that convenient because chlorine is heavier than oxygen. 
So it goes to the bottom of the room. So you kind of have to mine from the top down of the slime biome. But then I was just like, okay, easier solution. I'll build an airlock that's just full of chlorine. <laughs> and then everything I mine in slime biome, you store in the airlock for a while until all the germs die off. And then you take them out. Hmm. So yeah, there's sort of ingenious things you can do to solve problems. It's kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know quite how it's going to go into that's like the mid game of these like solving the puzzles and you know once you get the steam geezer you're like okay now that's technically an infinite water source but you do have to deal with this quite hot water it does only come out at 110 degrees of steam so it's like not overly hot but you do still have to manage that heat in some way still going to be a bit of cooling going on because water is your main thing that you're going to run out of. Because water also makes oxygen, obviously. Mm. You do electrolysis and get oxygen and hydrogen out of it. <laughs> but that's sort of the mid-game. And then like the end game is eventually you get to the surface and then you basically build a rocket and then you can visit other planets or asteroids or something to get other resources. I'm not, I, that's the bit I haven't got to, so I don't right, really right. know how that works yet. And I'm also not sure what the actual like end game point of that is. Apart from possibly just to get more resources that you'll be running out of, I guess. You could just start shipping water back, I suppose. Mm. But yeah, and then there's actually quite a lot of the sort of high-tech equipment I haven't had a chance to play with yet, because I need like higher-level dudes to higher-skilled at their jobs to be able to build them. Like, you can actually... You have, like, obviously you have gas pipes and you have liquid pipes, but then eventually you get, like, a rail network that can transport solid materials around and can like automatically pick stuff up and like put the solid materials into storage or into buildings that need them so you can build basically completely enclosed systems Mm. that are just automated by the shipping route yeah and then eventually you also get like (laughs) future armor style transit tubes that just suck your dudes around the base (laughs) so you can have them move quicker or whatever rather than having to climb a ladder everywhere can you build a suicide (laughs) boot Not exactly. You can probably definitely kill me in quite easy ways. Because <laughs> you can fountain of molten gold. That's probably not good. Uh, what a way to go. <laughs> so fancy. But yeah, it's, I don't quite know where it's going. And, you know, the game's not finished, obviously. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> early access. That's interesting. I think there is potential there for making, you know, say, the puzzle problem more. I don't, uh, yeah, one of the. the, the as I said, they're taking the sort of the breath of the wild, like look at this and being like, okay, we don't want to necessarily create a chain of events and that's the puzzle, like I guess Bose Factorio is and things like that. Mm. Let's build some concepts, let's build some systems, and then tools by which you can manipulate those systems. Yeah. And mm. Therefore, giving you a bit more creativity to. Maybe. Although it, it, it still is like you have to find the way to solve the puzzle and then you're pretty much just going to do that every time. Maybe. Because yeah. it doesn't really have that much variance. Yeah, but it's like early days. It sounds like there, yeah. might be, there might be the systems there Yeah, by which they could then come up with like a multitude of ways to mess with them. Yeah. Even if that's not how it is right now. But, yeah. Potential. Potential, for sure. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's like, you know... I guess it appeals to the engineering. <laughs> mm-hmm, sure. Just building pipes and vents. Yeah, and conveyor belts. And... <laughs> well, you've like, got a degree me. in this shit, haven't you? <laughs> it's around. Yeah, but then again, like I said, that's the problem where you like you run into things that aren't actually as they are in real life. You're mm. like, oh shit, I know too much. <laughs> oh no, yeah. <laughs> 
you should. I'll exploit you, partial pressure. Got to go in with some suggestions and uh, help them build the game. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's always the problem that you get in these kind of games. Because I see quite a lot in the Factorio like forums as well, where it's like you have that's people how this works. You have people making these suggestions where it's like this should be more realistic. It should work like this. It's like yeah, but that would just make it way too. If yeah, you want that, you know. you've got mods. It's just like yeah, you right. can understand this concept because you know about it, but maybe not everyone can. Yeah, you have got to always find. You gotta simplify things a little, otherwise it's just. Otherwise, you might as well be the damn engineer. Yeah, because that's. I mean, that's why in Factorio there's still a base Factorio. There's still only like those basically free resources. It's like iron, copper, and coal. You don't want to start getting into more complicated shit that the mod. I mean, obviously the mods do that. Whereas like the Bob's mods has like nine different minerals. It's like mm. that's cool for the mod, but in the base game that would probably be too much. For normal people, <laughs> that's why these things often end up in expansions. And well, I don't know. Even expansions, it's kind of like wow. Well, we could argue Civ. That's how Civ does it, right? We, we always say, we always say that expanded Civ is, is is the eventually the full game, right? But, yeah, but, but that's but, like the opposite. But then I wonder if that's where like the base game is too dumb. <laughs> Yeah, but I wonder if there's like a whole group of people where like the base game is all they've ever wanted, and then the expansions overcomplicate it. Like, and and the, you know Maybe. that we're sitting here on our elite horse a little bit, or elite horse now. It's not a high horse. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's got, I bought the horse armor DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that we're sort of looking at looking down upon those fools that only want civilization revolution. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, maybe, but then that's why Civilization Revolution existed, right? Well, yeah, to simplify it. It was the simplified console version of Civ. Yeah. But then they started making the base game too tough. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a, played a fair bit of Oxygen Not Included, as I do. And, you know, started several games. Actually, I only really started free games, I guess. I played some sandbox games as well, because when you want to figure out the physics, but you don't want to do it in your actual game, at least it has a sandbox mode. So does sandbox basically do it without the fear of, like, death, almost? Well, it? it's it's kind of a weird sandbox system where you can basically play the game as normal in sandbox mode. Mm. You can also... It's not actually tied to the sandbox mode, but you can also, at the start of the game, change, like, actual settings where you can be like, oh, no one needs to eat any longer. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, right, so you right. just turn the, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you can... Yeah, so that sounds, that sounds right. So you can tailor it to what you're trying to learn, what yeah. you're trying to figure out. But that's not even tied to the sandbox mode. The sandbox mode is then just, like, an in-game toggle where it just make, basically makes it so you can build stuff for free and you can just change the terrain or whatever. You can just paint, paint whatever you want on right. the map. So it's sort of a weird combination. But then the trouble with that is it doesn't actually give you all the options you kind of need to do experiments. Hmm. Like sometimes you still actually just, you're, you're setting something up in such a way it's just like, I actually need my guys to go build this. I can't just paint this into the world because hmm. it won't actually, re- won't actually let me find out what I need to know. Right. Yeah. Unless I do it for real or sort of for real. So yeah, it has options to do that. But yeah, I fiddled around with that a couple of times to be like, how can I make this actually work? Or, or of course, the other situation of what does this thing actually do? <laughs> I suppose if you can build stuff for free and stuff, at least you have the freedom to just sort of set up the scenario where things could go bad and then turn on the various 
elements to see what the actual outcome is, right? Like, kind of. Although that was my first mistake when I made my first version of the sandbox game I was trying to play. I turned... Because I turned down, like... I turned hunger off or whatever, and I turned down I turned down a lot of the other options. But then I realized that turning... I'm not sure whether it's turning down those options or, like, selecting easy mode, which is, like, this other layer of options that is kind of hidden. Hmm. But one of those things made it so that some of the stuff in the world didn't actually work the same at all. Like, the heat transfer rate wasn't the same, and, like, the amount of germs wasn't the same. Oh, and I was like, oh, this yeah. doesn't actually represent the game even now. <laughs> no, it sounds like that might be the easy mode. Yeah, probably. More, possibly. more than the actual, I'm turning physics off. So I had to, like, make another sandbox where I was like, okay, I'll leave, I'll, I'll basically play this sandbox as a sandbox, but, but then with the sandbox options, it's like, you can't run out of water because I can just paint more water in. <laughs> Or whatever. So at least you don't have to worry about that kind of thing. But yeah, it's got it's a useful testing facility with the sandbox. There's also if you want to, you can mess around with a text file or whatever and toggle on debug mode. This is like like sandbox, but even more. <laughs> I've seen this in action. So how is it present? And I know you sort of touched on this earlier. Like, so it's presented like top down no, or side, side on? on. Side on. Okay, so sort of star boundy. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you just build <laughs> basically just floor after floor of exactly the same height rooms. Hmm. That's how you build it. Sure. With ladders going up and down, and then <laughs> and then all the pipes and shit in the background. It actually has quite a nice the way the pipes and stuff are all on their own layers is you know nice. Like you can have a gas pipe, a liquid pipe, and a wire all stacked on top of each other. Okay, sure. And then you just toggle the overlay to see which one you need to deal with at the moment. So yeah, so it stops you from necessarily having like three D networks of like of just water pipes. Say, <laughs> well, but, it but... has it has one, like you have one special piece where it's like this will overlap, so you okay. make bridge right. one network over another. You, you use it for like yeah crossovers. crossovers. Yeah. That, that, that's cool. That's that's something. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, sounds does sound interesting. A lot of potential there, as I said. Yeah. Like, and then, in a similar note to that game, I'm, people are trying to convince me to try getting into Stationeers, which is basically... Oh, God, another one? Yeah. It's basically the option not included crossed with Space Engineers. <laughs> and Astroneers? Not... Well, maybe a little bit of Astroneers. Just for any kind of ear game in it. Yeah. Big ears. But basically, that this that game sounds like... It's basically space engineers, but more hardcore, which is why I was saying it's combined with oxygen not included. Right. It's like now you're having to make, like deal with gas mixtures and <laughs> actually think about physics. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, that theoretically sounds like a game that I might like to play. But now I need to put my magnum opus machines into this so <laughs> I can actually filter, do some alchemy on this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then- Apparently, it has like a whole programming layer as well. If you get to the point where you can have microchips, you can like I can program this thing to do exactly what I needed to do. Huh. But I'm like, I don't know about... I looked at the store page, it's like, I don't know about this early access. This looks suspiciously like one of those situations where it's not going to... It's reached the point where they might be going back to start putting... In the same as actually not included, where they might go back to start putting in content. But I'm not certain about the content that's already there. And you're, not, like, you're not sure the foundation's strong enough. Yeah. It looks like it might still be kind of what... One of those games where it just doesn't quite work well enough in the base to be now thinking about putting in more stuff in. Yeah. Kind of like Space Engineers, in fact, because they're still still working on that game. It's like, yeah, it's nice if you want to add new content, but the base game could function better. 
that sort of uh, polish and finesse, I suppose. That's that. Well, early access games are always like I know we've talked about this before, but like early access games are always going to suffer from that, right? Because the community is going to generally people are going to push for more yeah. rather than better. Yeah. I mean, that's a, an unfortunate reality of people. <laughs> it's... Yes. So, like, yeah, I imagine a lot of early access games are under that sort of like awkward state where it's like oh we've got to be seen to be adding stuff to it but like if there's a core problem how on earth do we well, address I mean, that and keep people happy I think that's really been the problem with Space Engineers and it's continuing <laughs> never ending early access it's just like once you the trouble the problem the biggest problem is if you add too much stuff that it becomes really difficult to go back and fix things mm. like if you have if you've integrated so many things onto like a base thing and you're like okay the base thing could be better but then that's going to affect every goddamn thing else that's built on top of it Mm. kind of like how the conveyor system works in space engineers where it's like it doesn't you build these conveyor pipes that link up the different machines to transport the materials around but it's just it doesn't actually transport anything it's just like it knows that the other inventory exists and the stuff mysteriously teleports or whatever between the machines it's not actually a physical system it's just like you might as well just be pointing at one machine, pointing at the other machine, and saying, "This goes to here." It's magic, but you have to build the physical pipe, right? So it's like that system is kind of okay in theory, could be better, but now because everything else is like built on that system, yeah, you're, you've built yourself into a corner. <laughs> yeah, if you wanted to do something more complicated, the whole idea needs an overhaul, and maybe the systems that then depend on it, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. That sounds a lot like code architecture. Yeah. <laughs> no surprises there. Yeah. Now, I can't believe Space Engineer still hasn't come out of any access. I've <laughs> got a console release and everything. Well, yeah. At least on Xbox, they can at least say it's in the preview program. Did they, though? I'm not even I sure. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care enough about those games. <laughs> Actually, I've seen some people going back to play Space Engineers recently and I was like oh, I forgot my uninstalled Space Engineers because I had once I thought about it I was like oh yeah that hasn't updated on Thursday for a long time when it usually <laughs> updates no, so it's I, not even on my computer anymore so I went and looked at the news post to be like what is going on in Space Engineers oh it's still not out of early access <laughs> yeah one day maybe one day <laughs> it's these eternal early access one day the trouble is if they all come out in the same year then I'm going to have a game of the year problems <laughs> in fact where in space it is I think that's going to be a really interesting year if that, well for you maybe like the rest Kerbal, of, the rest of the space program made it that was, the, <laughs> that was the time where it succeeded oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it oh, 1.0 oh my gosh that's actually been continuing to update surprisingly after the whole like the whole team left or whatever thing yeah or when they yeah, I can't remember the detail, but yeah, I still remember there was some sort of upset, wasn't there, yeah. in, the, in the Monkey Squad. That has still continued to update. I mean, they did their DLC, which people who purchased it in the alpha before it was even early access, you could huh. just get that DLC, so I have that. Nice. But they, yeah, they did that, and then there's been a few patches and updates even then. They've just done another graphics overall for like yeah, really? quite a lot of the base parts. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Weird that they're still doing that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, good of them that they're still doing that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, should the, they be working on like Kerbal Space Program Two? <laughs> the classic situation. Factorio isn't even out, and people are already like, 
What about Factorio 2? What about we make this a 3D <laughs> game instead of a 2D sprite game? Satisfactory is doing that. Yeah, I guess. Be careful. <laughs> it was mainly, like, people mainly started bringing that up again recently because one of the recent, like, recent blog posts on Factorio about, in, in, about development or whatever was like, our sprite engine is a real pain in the ass to do with transparencies and how much we're redrawing the same pixels over and over because of overlapping sprites and stuff. And it's like, if only we'd made this a 3D game. Yeah. <laughs> this would have been easier. But oh well. <laughs> Don't have a great deal of choice, I suppose. No. Like, unless you know... Well, I mean, you... I guess in theory you could... Like implement your own Z buffer technique, <laughs> even in two D world, and save yourself some paint. Well, I'm sure they have some spe- specialized stuff going on, but not you know. It was talking about about basically getting the sprites into RAM has always mm. been the big problem with Factorio because <laughs> modern three D graphics cards actually don't have that much space for sprites. <laughs> Surprisingly, I'm mean, sure isn't that not what all of this VRAM's for? Really, it's basically texture memory. Like, and there's an enormous amount now. Yeah, you'd think so. You just have to be smarter, surely, about swapping sprites in and out between VRAM. Well, and... I mean, that was what this blog was talking about. Yeah. Like, how do we? Which sprites do we need to load at what time? And like, how many can we get away with loading on demand, or how many do we need to keep there constantly? Whatever. I mean, that sounds like you know the same sort of issue that you must have like with open world games. Admittedly, that like. You know, in 3D world, you'd do that in, like, big old chunks. Yeah, it's like, like moving to this does. area, I can just load this entire texture set in in one go. But you're still having to swap out old stuff of VRAM to load new stuff in. And it's the same problem, just in a different, slightly different use case. Yeah. Oh, that's my simplification of it. Anyway, yeah. What do I know? It's like they're even talking about if you have... You could theoretically save a lot of sprite work, the sprite memory effort, by basically synchronizing all the animated sprites because you, then you'd only need the each frame would only need to exist for everything on the same screen at the same time. Mm. But the, but then it would look weird, like if your machines were all perfectly in sync in their animation, that would just look weird. It's like there's a thing that. Um... <laughs> Yoku's Island Express does like so when you use its map, it, like it's clearly not got every object loaded into it, and some things look a bit different. And you, and at first you think it's like okay, they've just made a nice high because you see quite a lot of detail in the areas you've been to. It's right. like it's like it's you, you can make out where you could go and things like that, and the and the various obstacles and where the flippers were and things like that. You can sort of see just enough. And at first off, you think like oh, it's probably just you know they've made an image set that's the right size for this high quality map or something you scrolled around and there are places on the map where you can clearly see where those images are tiled right but then there's more to it than that because you can sometimes see the items you've picked up or ones you may have specifically left behind and things like that and those all show up in these little images and it's like that seems like a lot of work to have gone to Hmm. like perhaps a little too much work (laughs) I guess I may not be playing Stationers. <laughs> Depends. The hmm. people who you know were trying to convince me, and then those were some of the people who then went on to play Space Engineers instead. And yeah. I was like, hmm. Maybe, maybe, that's <laughs> maybe they design. had second thoughts as well. Yeah. Well, thank you, resident factory and engineering expert. <laughs> oh yeah, and by the yeah. way, the alpha of Satisfactory is happening, and the fact that I can tell you that tells you that I didn't get in. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, because you won't be NDA. Does that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, you just know that it's happening. <laughs> All right, that's a shame. Yeah, but I would have been able to talk about it anyway. So, podcast-wise, no. irrelevant. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Factories. Yeah, factories and heat and slime. Physics. Slime and physics. Physics. Oh, I guess we played a lot of Rocket League. I mean, yeah, we but... don't even need to mention it most of the time, but. You know, it's Halloween's been, on. Halloween's happening currently with the rocket pass, so you get double rewards for your grind. I mean, Halloween's on in Overwatch, but it's the same as they've been doing the last couple of years, so I'm not that interested. Mm. So I haven't gone back and played it at all. It's not. I'm not not first about this event. Do more interesting stuff. <laughs> like Rocket League, clearly. Well, you don't play Overwatch. Otherwise, we'd probably be playing some of it together. But like, yeah. I go to Rocket League for my multiplayer fix. Yeah. And, you know, now now everyone is one I mean, mul- Social multiplayer fix. Yes. Yeah, let's go for you that. You can play it by yourself as well. Yeah. But, but then you're in Leventown. Oh, yeah, it's just not isn't nearly as fun. <laughs> well, it depends on what you like. Not lemons. I feel like maybe... Kip- I'd have lines. I think Kippers might enjoy it more in solo, maybe. Even though he's you reckon? I mean, I guess we just don't hear the Kipper's rage when he's playing by himself. Yeah, that is the thing. <laughs> like, what, what makes you think he'd be having more fun? Well, I, I think that maybe he likes that more. I don't know. I think he'd just be like angry. I think he has the potential to just be angrier. <laughs> it's very restrained. <laughs> in, our, in our voice, yeah, anyway. I, I still don't know about that, but... Not I, wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call him very restrained. I'd call him restrained based on, uh, yeah, definitely untethered kippers is a thing to behold. But it's not nearly as bad as, like, you know, first person shooter kippers. Yes, first person shooter kippers is the worst. <laughs> call of Duty downer kippers is something you do not want to be in the presence of. Sorry, kippers, if you're listening. <laughs> Go watch his streams. I'm sure they're great. And he doesn't stream very much, does he? No, he's got it longer. Yeah. Hmm. I keep, I keep like, when he's playing Rocket League by himself, it's like, tell your screen givers, I just want to see. Yeah. Because I want to watch people play Rocket League. Uh, I want to see what kind of lemons you're up against. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, know, I almost don't want to show you how bad I am sometimes. But yeah. <laughs> or at least how bad I am at judging what the others are bloody doing. <laughs> or how much I'm the one that has to stand behind because they're all just like nothing but attackers. Yep. And it's like, oh, God damn it. I've, I think I've finally got to the point where I'm not so much doing that any longer. Like I'll, you're just saying, I'll go upfield and then I'll just like sort of wait. Assume someone else will. Well, I guess this is fall back. I guess this is born from my from my frustrations with lemons, where it's just like if they if both of them are already back, it's just like I'm just going to stay up here and see if you two completely fuck up. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a certain, there is a certain amount of that in solo because it's like I don't care so much if you guys mess up well it, it also it's just like there's two of you I mean come on yeah can you not stop a single shot <laughs> that's always my problem with defence where it's just like when I'm there by myself it's just like that's a lot of pressure but when there's at least one other person it's just like mm. can we not defend with two whole people <laughs> can one of you not yeah well I mean yeah. <laughs> defence is hard in that game anyway but but yeah that's what I'll do sometimes I'll be like I'll 
prepare to come back really fast if it looks like I'm going to need to, but I won't immediately always go back. <laughs> sure. <laughs> as long as not, not, like, like, those habits are still predictable in with the dream team, then I'm fine. Yeah. Well, in your cases, I know I have to come back. <laughs> you are the lemons. Quite you. <laughs> Not so much any longer, though. It's uh, getting better. Yeah, we are getting better. I, can, I can easily see where it's like, oh, balls are getting hit and I a, significantly. And I have a tendency of saying where I am. Like, to <laughs> well, yeah, degree, that, that's like, I am nowhere useful, guys. <laughs> like, sort yourselves out. Still have boost problems. That's our, I yeah, I have real boost problems. The main thing that always gets us, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not... Uh, this is another one of those things where it's like, I le- legitimately can't tell whether I'm taking too much boost. I don't think you are necessarily because <laughs> I'm always scooping boost, yeah, and I'm always trying to deny the enemy boost. I think it's only when we're under super like ridiculous pressure, then I'm not very good at finding the moment to go get it. Mm, yeah, because I would rather I, I would rather stay safe, like when we're under pressure, and like just be in yeah. that position. I mean, that's normally a better idea. Yeah, just be somewhere in the vicinity of the goal. But the problem is, is that way of thinking is still pervades my entire game, mm. and that I can't necessarily break out of this cautiousness approach because if if i'm more cautious things tend to be sometimes better but then like i might leave the opportunity to actually do something about it too late well i mean that is the thing that i notice when we're playing doubles especially which is like when i'm it's because we don't necessarily play a proper rotation or whatever or have that good communication i guess but it's just like, I'd like you to be attacking that ball because I'm already coming back to cover it, but then you're just like waiting for a thing to happen. Well, slightly too long. <laughs> not, not always. I mean, there are times it's not where. Clear, not always. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty of times where the ball was like hovering towards the net, and I'm like, no, 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 there's, even if I was to try and attempt I don't think something it's, there's, here. There's, 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 there's the net that's the problem. It's like midfield. Where it's like, sometimes you'll drive out a bit and then like wait. It's because I'm not. Well. <laughs> Sort of, but that's because my flying's not confident enough that I'm actually going to land the shot before the other guy gets there. But I think that's, so because that's that ha- the problem, Because that though. happens more, than, more often than not, I think not, that's the problem, though, because, like, I think it would be better if you just tried. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's why I, I, like, that's what the coverage is meant to allow you to do. That's how I play nowadays, even at the higher levels, is just, like, I just go for stuff and then hope that my teammates are going to cover it if I fuck it up. Yeah. Well, it's just <laughs> Which like, most of the time they do. Yeah, and that's what the rotation's for. My, my takeoffs are still so, feel so random sometimes. Mm. Like, like why they, why I sometimes get height and some, why I sometimes don't still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> it's like, sometimes I get, I make sense. It's like, oh, I left my boost a little bit too late. So I'd lost my upwards momentum from the initial jump. Therefore my boost had to counteract that first before I started gaining height. It's like, okay, great, there's physics there, I get it. But there are some times where I do the, like, press the buttons at the same time thing, or do the attempt the double jump and then fly thing, and I'm still not gaining height, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what I did wrong there. I feel like maybe this might even be going back to the thing we were just talking about, of, like, it's not real physics. I mean, it, <laughs> you think, it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is, though. It's like, you think it should work in a way that you've imagined it would in real physics, but maybe it doesn't exactly work yeah. like that, and it's like, because you... Because you know how it should feel. It's like, it doesn't actually work like that or whatever. And, you know, we've been playing for hundreds of hours and I've just got into bad habits well, sure. as a result of it. Like, you know, I think it works in some way and it clearly doesn't sometimes. Yeah. But it's that sometimes I don't necessarily have the boundaries of what does and doesn't. Like, what defines the one case over the other. And in, a, like, in this kind of extremely fast game, it's really difficult to even tell. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
Uh, so anyway, yeah, we're doing that. Yep. Uh, I've been playing... I've been continuing to play Spodemone. 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 Uh, Spider-Man. It's covered still... in spiders, man. I think I'm... I'm getting... Spider-Man, with... Spider-Man, covered in spiders, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blurb, if ever there was one. <laughs> Podcast blurb. Uh, yeah, I think I'm finally getting to grips with like some of the nuance of the combat. I don't feel like I'm cocking it up quite so badly. I, I, I seem to somehow... <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> I seem to somehow have a problem with the... the the the. There's like a class of big dude, basically, where you can't... They, you, you can't really do damage to them unless they're webbed. But I still seem to be somehow messing that up, especially when there's other guys around you. Like, so, like... The, the thugs, the big thugs, don't tend to appear on their own. They tend to be like with 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 minions around, mm. and mm. it's like it, I still seem to struggle with the balance of like, okay, now I've got to hit these minions out of the way whilst webbing this guy, but I need to be really be focusing on the big guy to actually get him out of the picture because he's a pain. So is it better to focus on the big guy or clear out the little one? Yes, yeah, I think it's better to focus on the little ones, but then you're at risk from the thug attacking because he yeah. he has an attack that I think is actually somewhat irritating in terms of like, um. I suppose the wake up, like he will do an attack and he'll hit you, which can knock you back. And by the time you're stood up and ready to move again, the next attack is kind of already incoming, giving you a very fight. Like if you cock it up, you can be like sort of stuck almost in a hit loop. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's not as bad as that as, as I make it sound. But like if you if you're messing it up, there's a good chance you might mess it up repeatedly, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden all of your health is drained, and you're like, oh, this is on the rope suddenly. Um, uh, so I, I'm. I'm just sort of bad at them. I'm so, I'm sort of bad at the fancier enemies. Like I think I've got to got into a rhythm now with normal guys with guns and rocket launchers. That stuff's all fine, um, and fun to the point where I'm doing like the base encounters and getting the like extra objectives and stuff like that. Now I'm getting the big combat scenarios down. Uh, but it's just like when there's like so there's a guy with whips basically like yeah. energy whips, and he's the most frustrating thing I've come across so far because the moment you jump. Or you get into the air. Yeah, he will. He will grab you with the whips and slam you to the ground. And the air is one of your major tools. Yeah, because it keeps you out of reach of people, so you're having to dodge less and worry about things a little less. So suddenly, there's something that takes that away from you, but does it in the most frustrating way possible. Because almost every action you have puts you in the air. (laughs) Right. And so I'm I'm really not getting on with him. So it's quite hard to stay on the ground and fight, even if you want to. Yeah. Or need to. Uh, Kind of, yeah, because it's just, as I say, almost everything puts you in the air in some way, and it's just better to be there um, if you, if you can arrange for that. Usually, um, yeah. So, so at the moment, like my only tactic is just like, okay, sort sort everyone else. I'm just gonna have to try and somehow weave my way through this crowd of people to get to the whip guy, and then if I've got enough focus, just burn a finisher on him. No matter what state I'm in, just 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 get this ass out of the way because you can't. He's a little bit tricky to fight as well because he doesn't. He can sort of block your normal attacks, and I haven't quite figured out what the condition is between him then becoming not attackable normally. And it's like I assume that condition is web the hell out of him, but <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen very many of them thus far, so it's like I haven't quite figured that one out. But uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think I'm, in, I'm enjoying it a lot more as a result. I think it's it still has like these frustrating lulls. I think in some of the bigger fights where it's just like, okay, I've, I've killed all the guys around me. We're like, what's going on? And it's like there's some dude miles away in the in in the area. Like he's he's still about and he's still alive, but he's he's miles <laughs> away. And so you have to have to try and figure out where. Okay, where is he? Oh, he's shooting at me. Okay, right. I'll use the shot indicator to guide me roughly to where he is. Hmm. And like times like that, where it's just like it's almost like the the scope of the where you can fight is sometimes a bit too big. Um, 
but that game's really good. They like there's there's some there's some fun stuff in it, and you know the writing's just generally good, and how they modernize some of it is is neat as well. Like I don't know if Screwball is a character in the comics or anything like that. I've never come across her before, but there's like a subplot where she sets up like a stream of like some peril and because she's famous and uh, does things like her twisted fans are the ones that are then uh like coming after spidey so they can be on her stream or something like that and it's all sort of modernized to internet culture and things like that and it's actually like, it's kind of well done but sort of cringy at the same time <laughs> in just the right way oh it's sweet. like that's 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 neat um but I think I may, might. I'm a, think I'm a bit worried at this point that the actual main plot isn't going to go all, anywhere particularly interesting. Oh, Still right, haven't okay. got to that some of the E3 stuff. Mm. Still haven't reached that stuff. Mm, like the big breakout of the raft. Haven't reached it yet. Don't know how I'm, late that is. Yeah, I, I reckon that must be really bloody late at this point. Sorry, yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got like several categories of side stuff still to unlock as well. I don't know why they showed that stuff at E3. That's a bit weird. Yeah, it is. It's becoming more and more annoying as I go through the game and haven't reached it yet. Hmm. Uh, so is yeah. the ne- Mr. Negative guy or whatever, is he important so far? Or uh, He's kind of... I mean, spoilers to some well, degree here. Well, um, he's kind of a focus. Right, okay. Well, that makes sense. But the, the, but don't forget we had that trailer at the raft where it was hinted at that there was someone else and right, you know yeah. Pete's all like you and it's like we don't know who that is um, clearly no. but it's like but I know for a fact that the game is like leading up to that point I guess and it's like if that that point is so late that God we hope you have to hope it's not like a sequel date like it's oh, so God, late really? that actually is going to be for the next game no, oh, that would be the worst that can't be true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the first DLC pack came out like today, I think, or like pretty recently as well, featuring Black Cat. And uh, <laughs> I didn't realize how much of like a you know you know Marvel and DC often like seem to just rip each other off quite a lot. Yeah, it's like Black Cat is clearly Catwoman, right? right. It's, like, it's not it's not even trying to be different, and it's different. like I don't know which one came first, but I assume Catwoman came first. I assume so. And, and it's just like yeah, you're the same character <laughs> in almost every way. It's uh, it's weird. It's weird. So yeah, apparently the DLC folk focuses on on her, um, uh, and, and preventing a heist. I don't know how big that thing is, but it, like I'm beginning to wonder. Like like once I've actually finished the game, it's like the DLC might end. I'm getting the season pass might actually be tempting this time around. Mm. Cool. The, the quality That's of this good. thing is so is so high. Uh, yeah, having a lot of fun with it. Did make it crash once more. It just hard locked on me, but you know, actual crash, not soft lock. yeah, not not a soft lock this time, like a proper cut to desktop. Um, <laughs> as much as that is on the PlayStation, but you know, blue error box. Uh, yeah, and I've had a few few uh, appropriate moments for some hilarious snapshots. Um, like just oh, I've got to swap, swap so yeah, I've got to swap to photo mode right now and take a picture of this. This is dumb. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's a. Still super enjoying it. And like the one thing, the one thing I might sort of, uh, I did have one quest go a little bit wrong as well, where it wanted me to go to Harlem, um, and as I'm going up there, I like specifically tell starts telling me, oh, you need to go to Harlem. But then it's like, 
it seemed like the reminders got stuck in a bit of a loop. So it was like constantly telling me where I needed to go. Oh. And it's like, and it's like, I know where I need to go. Shut up. And it's like, I'm in the area I need to be going to. I'm just trying to find the thing that you've asked me to find. Shut up. And it just right. sort of, it was incessant. There was no real break between the lines of dialogue. It was spitting right. out. And it's like, for the love of God, shut up. Right. It's like, time over, time over, time. yeah, kind of. <laughs> But less hilarious, yeah. Because it was just like, oh, it needs to be north of here. Oh, I need needs to be I need to go to the elevator train tracks. I think there's some in Harlem. I need to go to Harlem. <laughs> I think it's north of here. I think it's near the elevator. And started looping itself. It's like, yeah. for the love of God, <laughs> it's like I'm right here. It must have got broken, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that just broke, and it's uh, just yeah, overtime, overtime, overtime. <laughs> Um, so that so that was frustrating, but then you know you got to the thing and it sorted itself out. At least it didn't keep doing it, even once I found the thing. <laughs> um, uh, and and I, I suppose a big difference I think between me and some of the other people that are, I've been, you know, some of the other podcasts and people I follow, like, and, and it seems like the majority of people that have got into Spider Man have effectively just destroyed it. In like like they started playing it and they've like been utterly consumed by it and they finished it in like two days and platinumed it. Oh shit! Well, apparently, the platinum isn't that difficult. The platinum's not that tough. <laughs> no, um, the achievements all seem pretty manageable um, in that game. Um, but the uh, like yeah yeah so for, like the people going into it have normally just like uh, like utterly destroyed it and been like I've been able to do nothing else but play this game. It's like I don't see that. You know, like I think this game is best played in like sessions of one to two hours like have your taste have a good time go away do something else and come back like like just all you can eat buffeting it isn't really no i don't think i, I don't i don't get that drive i don't get the. it's weird because it's like i'm, I'm in probably i'm it's a better it, in every way you imagine it's, it's a better quality it's a better product than final fantasy 15 say but final fantasy 15 i could sit down and play for hours and hours and hours where there's something about Spider-Man where I'm fatigued after a couple. Not because I'm not enjoying it, but because I just think, yeah, I'm good. I've hit my moment where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I've had my fill for now. In, in the same way that sometimes I wish Rocket League might let you know, have that I've had my fill thing, where it's like, rather than just keep playing it endlessly. Um, but anyway, that's just me. I don't, I don't think that's a knock against it. It's just, it just no. struck me as slightly weird that, 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 that I'm... Yeah swimming against the tide a little bit in that respect but i really can't play a game for more than like three hours now i don't think (laughs) (laughs) we'll see yeah we'll see yeah i guess yeah i'm gonna have to have breaks (laughs) put it to the test uh yeah so i'm playing playing a little bit of that um and i started playing two new things to sort of i say new new things one of them's not new uh Let's do Rob's anti-gravity racer experiment of the year. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I noticed I'd had... So this year's sort of, I guess, mid-tier anti-gravity racer that I've noticed on Steam was something called... I have no idea how to pronounce this properly, really. Like It's, it's, it's anti-graviator, I think. Great. Or, but, but I don't know if it's like anti-graviator <laughs> in some ways, but then I thought that's a bit too much gravy in that. Anti-gravy. <laughs> <laughs> anti anti graviator like avi- aviator I guess but yeah anyway yeah it's not a great name um and long story short not a great game <laughs> um it's a bit of a bit of a shame really. it's 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 good looking 
but I'm getting too much of a, like a Formula Fusion vibe out of this thing. Right. Like in that there's ideas here, but it's underbaked and far too underbaked. Um, to be like the presentation's a little bit like off. Like the menu system in particular is almost impossible to navigate without a mouse. Um, so use your mouse. Can't don't sit down on the couch and get your controller out. You can't. It's not easy um, mm. to get around. Uh, like, you know, little things like that. Like I don't think it holds a particularly great frame rate. I don't think the music is particularly special. In fact, whack, whack, whack. Uh, if anything, the music is actually like far too simple. Like it's like, oh yes, we need some electronic beats. And it's almost like, like, just like, and we need some synth to go with it. So what do we do? We'll have synth that goes, but, 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 but. There we go. Like we've got, got synth, we've got beats, we're done. There's like, there's no nuance to it. There's no, mm. and that's kind of the story of the whole game, really. It's like it doesn't, it doesn't quite work. So it, it sits more on the F zero side of the handling um, scale, I guess. And uh, so, so like your control is very. Your control is quite precise. It's not really right. floaty, it like or drifty. Um, uh, so it's not in the wipeout side of things. Uh, you, it's like instead of having two air brakes, you only have an air brake button that is effectively causes you to turn sharper or like actually just straight up brake if you release the accelerator. Oh right. It's like, okay. So there's so there's so there's not a great deal of nuance in your controller, isn't it? And then it, and then it sort of adds. It's like oh you can act, you can barrel roll left and right on the ground, and you can use that as like an either an offensive thing or as a way of perhaps jinking to get around a corner a little better. Except I found that like whenever you try, I try and barrel roll. If, like, I'm in a situation probably where I'm already breaking to try and get around a turn, and I think, okay, like I'm not going to make this, so let's try and barrel roll out of it. And then doing that with a break at the same time slows you down so much that you might as well just use the break, <laughs> like without accelerating or take take a hand. So I don't get the barrel roll. I don't think that works. Um, and also, like collisions with things just feel a bit magnetic, or like collisions with other craft just feel like non-existent. It's like the two of you don't really push against each other. It's like you just sort of it just doesn't doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel right. I don't really know how to describe it. It's not like you get out of the way, or the enemy really gets out of the way. You two just be somehow, and they're just like Meh, against each other. <laughs> it's like there's, there's almost no consequence to hitting other cars. Uh, which, in fairness, is something that most AG racers struggle with. Like, Red Out didn't do a particularly good job of craft-on-craft craft collisions. Um, you, it had them, but it almost always resulted in you being turned 180 degrees, which is the worst thing that can happen in an AG racer. <laughs> or any racer, for that matter. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, it's, just, it's just not there. It's just not there. It's pretty, but just doesn't perform quite right and just doesn't have enough game to it. The one thing it does differently from all the others, though, is it has a split-second-style trap system. Okay. So instead of having weapons, you can be driving around the track, and if someone is ahead of you, every now and then the game will gleefully shout in the most ridiculous voiceover I've, I've heard for a while in a game. It would say, TRAP AVAILABLE! Okay. And then you can press the press the B button to unleash something to, on the track. Like, fire. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it might drop some cubes onto the track. But, uh, <laughs> cubes. <laughs> some cubes, yeah, some random cubes. Or like there are some more dramatic ones occasionally where it will cause like a proper rock slide in some places. Or like the lamest one is like it will just randomly fire a homing missile out of a turret on the side of the course that will start chasing down <laughs> the enemy. But they're fairly easy to outrun as long as you just gun all your boost. Yeah, the boost doesn't feel right either. It's like it makes a little... Instead of going like... <laughs> and giving you this nice effect, it gives you this... 
actually not very much of a boost, but then gives up a whole lot of motion blur and the camera pans away from the, the, the car a bit and makes a noise a little bit like... <laughs> it's like, it's the weirdest and least impressive boost I think I've seen in an AG racer ever. <laughs> like, even wipeouts, like, not really effect-driven, like, gr- driving over those blue pads feels like it has more of an impact on your speed than the boosts do in right. in the anti-graviator. It's, it's, it's something quite wrong about it. But yeah, anyway, yeah, so like some of the other traps are like you can just get like these balls on sticks that will come out of the ground. Some of them are a little more interesting where it will create like laser gates across across the track um, that you then have to weave through. But you still have to kind of weave through them if you're the one that activated them, making them sort of, even though your ship might occasionally get a shield, you still can't, you don't take damage necessarily from them, but you still get slowed down by them, making the use of traps sometimes a little bit pointless. Like, do I really want to do that? Or, do I... but then catching people up seems almost impo- almost impossible because there's not enough nuance in the handling for people to cock up. Mm. So it's like it suffers from all kinds of little problems that eventually add up to it not feeling all that great and all that exciting. It's like I, I can't help but think that they were heavily inspired by fast racing Neo and fast RMX, but they haven't nailed that. Not even close. Like fast is definitely the. The AG, it's still the AG racer of the moment for me. It's it's like that game is so good compared to everything else that's tried recently. Recently, yeah, and yeah. Oh, you know, F Zero GX is like clearly top of the pile yeah. still, but like <laughs> clearly, it's just one of those things. I like it baffles me slightly that it's just that this is just one of those games that seems to really suffer from a lack of decent attempts. Like it seems like now there's a lot well, of resurgence in racing. Well, yeah, there's like a resurgence in the genre at the moment, and lots of people mm. are trying. And Red Out, in fairness, was weird, but it got close. Right. I was um, trying, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it had its own little thing going on. It had its strange strafing controls on the right stick and things like that. But it was ultimately quite a satisfying experience once you got into the, the nuance of how it controlled, because it had nuance. And it's uh, like, Anti-Graviator doesn't, doesn't have that. Formula Fusion is dull as hell. And it's like, it's just... Uh, you know these these pretenders are like a couple of pretenders have come up and they're just not quite landing it and it's but a bit of me just doesn't just, I I don't you look at something like fast and you look at F zero and like on the surface I can't help but think but the like the, there's some, some simplicity to this which is why it's great like it's like maybe if you had a, like a driftiness to your ship in anti grav maybe that would make it more interesting to control just. Rather than the fly by wire thing, it feels like right now. It's, I, don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem like rocket science. <laughs> no, because it's anti grab. Uh, uh. They're still probably powered by rockets. Yeah, yeah, some of them probably are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Why Why is the special source so hard to, to replicate? Anyway. I'll I'll see if it gets any better as it gets harder, but at the moment it's like you're not yeah, having I, a good I, feeling. I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. It wasn't. It didn't fast. cost. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't didn't cost me all that much. So I'm not all that fast. But like it was on sale. So but there we go. We've got a game of 2018. I can add to the bad list. <laughs> um. Uh, and the other thing I've started playing, I am two and a bit worlds into playing Super Mario 3D Land on the 3DS. Oh, yeah. That game. Because I 
I was away for work and I thought I might try starting something new. <laughs> Didn't have your Switch for a day? Well, I did have my Switch with me, but I took my 3DS as well. And okay. so I thought, so I thought, let's play that. Uh, that game's real good. Like, I, I know that shouldn't be surprising for a Mario game, but it's... Yeah, it's meant to be good, right? It, yeah, it's, it's interesting in, in, in ways that I didn't really expect because it like it follows the formula of the new super mario yeah. games and that it's world based and run and level based and um uh like the levels are fairly simple it's about getting those big magic coins in the levels as well or whatever they what they even call them, the medals or something anyway so there's three of those per level and there's as much challenge of trying to find those as there is getting through the levels probably more so but then it has the 3d move set and like mostly like some stuff's missing hmm. but uh, like they they changed the um the crouch jump for instance, which is a bit weird. You have to charge it up before you can use it mm. in this, which is a little off putting for a while because it's like this isn't how Mario handles. <laughs> it's like why have you changed that? Especially after they changed it back for Odyssey. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly. It it, it doesn't, feels a little off. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel. Uh, 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 if I'm being perfectly honest, the 3D controls don't feel quite as good as they have done in the mainline stuff. No, um, but it's a pretty good facsimile. Uh, like you know and it's good enough and but i kind of do like that sort of like it works well for portable at least this this sort of i'm just gonna do a quick level run through it put it down i'm done um kind of thing i like it's not that odyssey didn't work well in portable because you can stop at any time it never really mattered (laughs) but running a level in that is just as just as nice uh and I don't really know what more to add to it than that. It's like it's it's a good one of those. It's like it, I, it's 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 shtick is just that it's got that. It's like a new super. It's like a traditional Mario structure, but not the, the open 3D. world structure, but yeah. with some three D controls. And there, uh, I, I suppose it is worth mentioning that they do do some stuff because they're leaning into the three D ness of the three DS. Three DS, yeah. They do do some tricks with the three D perspective. Like there will be some like if you leave the game at the title screen for a while, it takes you to like a, a structure that looks a bit Escher esque, and then you turn the three D on and you can see like oh that's how it's really constructed. I see. Uh. Like so there'll, there'll be some like almost puzzly rooms where they're using perspective to fool you, except it doesn't fool you at all at all if you have three D turned on. <laughs> Which I guess is kind of interesting. <laughs> they're trying to use the three DS to do what it does. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's just the Wii U problem all over again where it's like, oh yeah, Star Fox Zero has to use everything that the Wii U could do for no particularly helpful reason. Imagine if they ported Fez to the three DS and had to do Lenticular three D. Good boy. <laughs> that would probably give away a lot of that game's secrets. Yeah, it would, yeah. Although it would be really interesting. <laughs> I wonder if they should add, they could add that to the, like the PC builder first, so you can like Nvidia 3D mode it, like mm, yeah, and toggle it into 3D state like by another pair of 3D glasses. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. Uh, yes, Mario 3D Land, good game. Good okay, game, good game. I, I won't be playing that as a as a main. I won't be mainlining that. I'll be hitting it in dribs and drabs, but it it, it works well enough for that. Also, I suppose this is my anecdote actually. I'm kind of for the, for the for the podcast. It's like so. I originally picked up this copy of 3D Land as 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 a, as a gift for Kippers because uh, he'd recently picked up a 3DS uh, like last year, uh, and I thought, oh, oh that's cool. I'll, I'll get him a game to go with it then. And um, so I picked him up this. 
I thought I'd bought this new. I'm pretty sure I bought this new off Amazon. This is not a new cartridge. It's got someone's bloody save file in it. That's like like pretty much a game completion on it. And it's just like I'm not sure how that happened. Mildly irritated, but I think I've been sold a second-hand copy as new, but whatever. Doesn't matter. Still works. Quite often, those Amazon reseller things... I don't think it was a reseller. I think it was, like, Amazon Direct. I like, think it was. Yeah, I'm like, going to have to go check. Maybe like, it was a bit too subtle to notice. Or yeah, whatever. maybe. Sometimes it does feel like those listings are a bit, like, unspecific in that specific way. <laughs> So other than expressing it here, I avoided that potentially awkward gift moment where Kippers wouldn't have mentioned anything anyway, but it would have been like, just weird, like, you, I don't know, you don't expect to buy a second-hand thing for someone gen- generally? Is that is that me, just with gift et- etiquette? Or? Well, wouldn't you have been able to tell if it was new because it would have been, like, trig-wrapped? It was trig-wrapped, yeah. Maybe it didn't, well, I don't know, I can't actually remember whether or not it had that Nintendo the band Nintendo, on yeah, it. Yeah, the band. So it might have been re-shrink wrapped. Yeah, maybe that's the thing to look out for. Yeah. The Nintendo seal of approval, basically. <laughs> yeah. Apart from now, it's a tear, tear take on a bit of plastic. Yeah, the tear, tear <laughs> Yeah. And that's me. That's me out for, for two weeks. Cool. That's been a busy two weeks. Yeah. We got, we got quite a lot said. For no news week, yeah, not too bad. Any anything to add on God of Boy? God of Boy, God of Boy, God of Boy continues. God of Boy continues to be very good. I think the difficulty graph is a bit weird because I think now I'm really quite powerful and I have good equipment, and I think it. I can't tell, you know, whether it's my skills improving have improved or if it's just got easier because I'm more powerful. You've leveled. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, although I did go to the, so I think the main story in game is I now can completely handle it. Um, but there's, uh, you know, I said there's a realm, which is like the combat arena trial area. Mm. There's another realm, um, which I think is the true kind of hardcore thing. It's called like Niflheim. And this is like, it's a maze what, uh, like the uh, like the Empire from Final Fantasy fifteen crossover? Well, probably. I mean, they're all named after the um, the, you know, the the nine realms of Norse mythology. So yeah, sure. these, are, these yeah. are not new names. <laughs> no. um, yeah, um, it's like the realm of mist in Norse Norse mytholo- mythology. Norse mythology. Anyway, um, the mist is deadly. Uh, or the mist is you go into the misty stuff, and then there's a t- there's like a you know a meter that's counting down and when you run out you die right so it's a time oh okay right yeah and uh it's a it's a maze you can't really see very well through the mist that much and um it auto it, um you know it's like a roguelike in that it changes right mm. on every run not massively but like it does change the enemies that spawn change and the um traps change up a little bit um but it's like when you first go there there's tons of enemies they're pretty hardcore and uh and you're on a timer and you, you're just getting really messed up basically um but i think that's that's the place to really learn how to actually fight <laughs> um because you just keep going at reset and go around like you run out of yeah, the maze yeah. if you manage to not die 
um, you instantly get all your health and um, cooldowns back, and then you can just run back in. Uh, oh, I see. And- so, so, so you could stand outside, run in, have a fight with some good dudes, hope it's a challenge you can learn something from, and then like- yeah, and then leave. And then you can what you pick up is like a special currency in this uh, um, um, in this realm, which you can use to upgrade. Um, um, well, you need it. So in the middle of the maze. There's um, a room with a bunch of these uh, realm tears, they're called, but it's basically like you normally in in the game, you put your hand into a realm tear and uh, open it and a bunch of really hardcore enemies come out. You fight them and then you get a reward out of the tear at the end. And uh, then you end a good up with Bioshock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it, basically, it's that. I mean, you're going between the nine realms of, of Norse mythology, but you could easily... There's always a lighthouse. I mean, so... Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> there's, always so, a lighthouse, there's always a girl. Exactly. There's always a girl. There's always a lighthouse. Um, so, but these ones in the maze, uh, you need this currency in order to open them. It's like you need 10,000 missed echoes or whatever they're called. Um, so you collect these inside the maze from beating the enemies and getting them from chests and stuff. But if you don't, if you don't get out without dying or getting, or poisoned by the mist, then you lose them. So you have to bank them by leaving and go back in. So you have to do runs, basically, to build up enough currency to do the realm tears. Um, so there's quite a lot to it. I think you could spend hours mm. and hours in this in this Niflheim yeah. realm. I think this really is like the... There's quite a lot in this game. I mean, beyond even the main story and stuff, there's a lot. There's quite a bit to explore and stuff. But I think this, you could spend a long time getting really good. And I think that's where a lot of the... Because I think I'm coming to the end of the story, and it's it's really good. Um and dramatic but like i today i was like i was like oh i need to finish the story before red dead and i think i'll manage that but then i started looking at the uh you know the chivo list and i was like hmm some of these look like could be doable you know yeah right, <laughs> it's like, right. maybe i'll go completionist on this game because it's just it is that good and hmm. it seems kind of a shame now to, for me to like finish the story even though it's a good conclusion when i don't think i've mastered you know to the level that i could the combat right i see, I see what so, you mean yeah because now i'm realizing necessarily earned the end yet yeah yeah well i've kind of earned the end because it's a long game and there's a there's a lot of fights and it's just got, mm. you know it's tough to get through and stuff but um in the sense of like fully getting the most out of it i don't think i have so it's definitely a one for the completionists i think mm. um obviously nice. i'm not gonna be able to do everything of that in time but i think even after i start playing red dead i will come back to niflheim and get my ass kicked um multiple times no that's that, that's good to hear yeah because I, I i'm hoping you don't fall into the same trap i normally do which is like when when you finish the storyline for a game Just suddenly i lose uh, yeah i lose a lot of my wish to go back to it yeah um, uh, but i think i think this isn't there's multiple of these things so there's the niflheim or whatever and then there's musselheim or whatever the, the the fire area which was the combat challenges thing and then there's also like these uh, bosses that you have to find, I think, in the world that I haven't done any of yet that are like really hardcore bosses that are out, out of the story, the Valkyries. Mm. I think there's a whole bunch of them. Okay. One, of them's, one of them's in the maze, um, but I think there are other ones in the world. So, so that's like the the post-game challenge. And then I think, you know, if you want to go further, I think it's got a whole new game plus mode, which sounds quite attractive to yeah, me. Yeah, I think I, I, can't, I think that got patched in after launch, so yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a somewhat recent addition. Because I quite like More to recent. do the early parts of the story actually knowing what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> mm. I think that would be fun. So yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Insomniac said they're adding a new game plus to Spider Man as well. Oh, that's cool. At some point, like however that's going to work out, but you know, however they're going to make it harder, I suppose. Just let's just, just throw twice as many dudes at you in every encounter. <laughs> so yeah, I will. I will. Do a final report once I finish the story, but but God of War, amazing game, uh, mm. and like really got me in, even though it's not my thing. So imagine if it is your thing, you'll probably, <laughs> I'm sure you'll love it, Rob. I'm looking forward yeah. to you playing it, man, and then we can uh, we can. Uh, well, definitely, there's a bit of me that's like like you know after really enjoying, and I know it's not going to be the same story wise and stuff like that, but after enjoying like Hellblade last year, yeah. And getting really deep into that, where it's like Norseness and the you know Norseness. it's a simple character action, but there's I I think you can draw some similarity between yeah. how that thing is presented, even if it play probably doesn't play anything like God of War, but like you know there's I I had a really good time with that setting and how that felt, mm. um, so I'm I am pretty hype on <laughs> God of War it's has cool. to be said, it's um, really cool, but I've just got to try and find that t- as I say. It's busy postseason this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to play a bit of it before uh, before game of the year. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> Just definitely remember think that. I do. Yeah, okay, cool. And I don't, and I don't want to make the mistake. As I said, I don't want to make the mistake we've made previous years either. And that I'm going to I'm going to hit Red Dead before the year's out, and then yeah. Like, so just in case we shun it again erroneously yeah <laughs> and, gi- and give an award to guild wars for some reason. <laughs> oh no! Embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's it for the podcast, I believe. Fuck um, us down. Check out YouTube for um, Rob and Zach playing Half Life. <laughs> Half Lifeiness. Part two coming soon. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a classic twenty year anniversary. So check it out. Um, Nomi's not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> by what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Something unrelated. Okay. It was just the timing okay, of that unrelated. was perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope they might pick that up. That was great. And I think it did. Uh, cool, and uh, we'll join you in two weeks for another Salacast, uh, including first impressions of Red Dead. So, catch us for that. I want an in-depth analysis of mm. the bollock-swinging technology. <laughs> we shall see how swingy those bollocks are. <laughs> how low can you go? And they go. Okay. Goodbye, Les <laughs> Noz. What? Bye. Hey, bye from Zach. Where? Oh, whoop, 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 whoop.